FCS National Championship. Glad to be back. Glad to be back. Hashtag the return. Back by popular demand. I'll be honest, you guys are the only sports uh, sports talk show I listen to now. Then you're going really over there unless you're I'm definitely going a the shutout. Come on, come on. Steven, 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 Steven. Guys, are you ready? <laughs> Where Birmingham goes to talk football, this is Under Review. We are. Another week is in the book, Stephen. Another week we are going to have under review. Another episode coming your way. We appreciate you watching us. If you're watching us on Facebook, YouTube, wherever you're finding us, or if you're listening to the podcast, we appreciate you as well. Stephen joining me as always, but Tyler, our producer, is out. So it's just the two of us. Just the two of us today. Just the two <laughs> yeah, of us. I just, just, just the two of us. I don't know the rest of the words. Kind just of a, two of us. you know, kind of a boring week for football this week. I think the it was it was slate. boring and exciting at the same time. If that makes sense, right? So like the games weren't to the level that they normally would be, but we still got some surprisingly good games. I we think did. that was what got the, a couple upsets. Main, we did get know? some upsets. So, so we're gonna talk about it, right? It, yeah, let's, let's get dive, to it. Let's dive right into our champagne and whiskey, Cole. And I will go ahead and touch on my champagne. Champagne. We'll go back and forth. Champagne, champagne. Let's, Let's talk about the good stuff first. Let's talk about the good stuff first. Um, right. So the team that I'm going to go with drinking some champagne this week, that's going to be Cincinnati. Mm. Cincinnati is going to be drinking some champagne because their playoff hopes continue to rise again as Iowa goes down to Purdue, surprisingly. Another one of those games where we didn't think – that was what I was talking about. We didn't think, you know, number two Iowa versus Purdue would be a really good game, but Purdue comes out and they stop Iowa. We'll touch on that when we talk about – the rest of our, our college football slate from this past weekend, but Iowa shut down. And uh, you could put them as your loser for the week too. I mean, hey, I could the, put the, Iowa. I could they might the, be sipping a little whiskey too. I could, so I, I mean, could do the double, but I, I'm just gonna go with the with the champagne of, of Cincinnati. Absolutely, for uh, sure. Drinking some champagne. What you got for your champagne? Who's popping that bottle? Well, definitely the team that's popping champagne this week is Jacksonville because they finally won a game. They had to go all the way to London to win it, but hey. They won a game, so it might be against an ailing Dolphins team. We'll talk it, about it later. Say, and is see. Jacksonville drinking the champagne? Or is Urban Meyer drinking Oof. the champagne? I, you know, well, we don't want him drinking champagne. We yeah, see what happens say, when he drinks. I, I, don't, I don't think don't so. I think it was that. more just the team and for Trevor Lawrence <laughs> and that team. I think that's a big step for him in the right direction. And then, of course, Derrick Henry. My goodness, if you owned him in fantasy, wow, what a performance in Monday on Monday Night Football. Just a great win for the Titans, and Derrick Henry just looked phenomenal. He might break the NFL rushing record by the end of this season as far as a, a season stat goes so he's who knows, been it's but. well it's really crazy for him too is because he has been like one of those players that gets better as the season goes mm-hmm. and for some reason in this Absolutely. season he's decided that he wants to start the season going off so it's like i think he has 10 touchdowns so far which is crazy a crazy. lot um it's yeah. crazy so now we can talk about who's sipping a little whiskey not popping bottles but you know got the glass a little clinkly clinkly oh. with the ice in there a little bit maybe just straight um, my whiskey is the uh, USC coaching search, and that is because we had another huge program um, actually announced that they were letting go. That's uh, a good one. That's yeah, a good they one. Were go- when, when you have a, when you have two huge programs looking for this for a coach, yeah. that can be kind of really yeah, competitive. You, you for miss both out. Teams. As I say, you miss out. Obviously, they're going to have a lot of the similar names because they're huge programs. I mean, you can even argue that LSU might be the better program because they are kind of alone in that. Uh, in the state of Louisiana. Have recruiting. we ever seen a time in college football where two huge jobs like that have come open at the same time like this? Well, I Texas, can't remember you, a time like that. You can like argue that. that Texas is, they have, they're frequently open. And so <laughs> well, that's true. So any year that Texas had a coaching <laughs> search, just look for the next program. I you guess. can argue that that is, you know, very frequent. Right. So 
And right. you can argue, I guess, the but these are two. Coach. I mean, you would say, I mean, at least top five, top eight jobs in college football. I mean, yeah, LSU and USC. US, that's so USC is a little bit different because they're you, you kind of have to rebuild a little bit. Now, obviously, USC has the money to back the program. They have a, a huge following if they're good, which I mean, Fairweather fans. But then you also have Fairweather such fans. a such a huge base, such a huge recruiting base in the state of California. Now it's whether or not you can win those recruits right. over, right. because you're battling so many other teams in California, and as well, I mean, you have uh, Alabama's going and taking Alabama, players from USC Alabama, at this Georgia, point, so. Oklahoma. You have all those teams, <laughs> but Louisiana, you know, LSU is the that is the team the in staple, Louisiana. You right. know, so they they yeah. kind of own Louisiana. So you can argue back and forth which of the jobs is the better job. But with LSU, you're in the SEC too. You're not in the Pac-12. You're not playing, you know, nine o'clock games true. where no one's really watching. That's you're, true. You're much more visible. So you they can both, argue. They both also have ties to Ed Orgeron, ironically. Can, so uh, yeah, <laughs> he, exactly. was, he was both the head coach for both teams there at you one go. point. But that's who's sipping a little bit of whiskey is the AD. I don't even know the AD's name at USC. The, the guy who used to be the AD at Cincinnati. The coaching I guess. search for USC. The coaching search for USC is is drinking some whiskey though. For sure. Well, speaking of jobs that are kind of big, and and for a guy who might be on the hot seat, and they might that job might. Might have an open seat at some point. Nebraska and Scott Frost. Wow. I mean, just Oof. they've got to be a loser this week. I mean, they're, they're going to have to win four. I mean, they're losing the last four of their last five, Stephen. And they're going to have to win two of their next four games in order to get to a bowl game. And listen to these four games they have. Purdue, Iowa, Ohio State, and Wisconsin. Can you find two wins? Wisconsin's not very good. No, but I mean, they might be better than Nebraska. Yeah, and Purdue looked yeah. great against Iowa. So even if you beat Wisconsin, I mean, Purdue looked good against Iowa. You got Ohio State and uh, Iowa. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I just don't know. I, I, I think this might be another year where Nebraska is not in the bowl game again. So, I mean, this is I'm, – I'm not saying that we should just abandon Scott Frost at this point. I, I'm, I think Husker fans are probably almost done with him anyways. But the future does not look great for Nebraska football right now. It does not. And Cole, that'll wrap up our champagne and whiskey. A lot of, some some popping, some sipping. So, you know, got back and forth. But let's go ahead and dive right into Speaking our... Speaking of team, popping some champagne. There we go. There we go. Speaking of a player that might be popping some champagne. <laughs> you got that right. So, diving right into our college football recap of last week, week seven. I can't believe we're already in week seven, by the way. I, I know. It's the season's flying by. by. Yep. It's flown by. It is. Uh, Auburn gets a huge win uh, against Arkansas. Uh, Cole, just starting off, just right off the bat, uh, what... Is this the best game for that Bo Nix has had at Auburn? No, hands down, the best game he's played. 21 of 26 for 292 yards, two scores, 42 yards rushing, and a score as well. Now, this was his best game, and he played well. I kind of, he's the last two games, I mean, he's kind of been playing with that chip on his shoulder because obviously, you know, the TJ Finley drama and people questioning whether or not Bo was the clear starter. Of course, he won the job, obviously, after the LSU game, but he has just played phenomenal since then. He was not the reason why Auburn lost to Georgia, obviously. Georgia's obviously just a better <laughs> football team. We can talk but, about Georgia later. <laughs> but th this game was a lot about just how Auburn just came out. They established what they were going to do. He was he was making great throws. And even the interception that, that he had was not even really his fault. The receiver just did not come back and try and make any play on yeah. that ball at all. I'm not sure who well, which one it I was. Think, but I think the main th difference in this game is that Auburn's had play calling that has opened up wide receivers down the field, especially on those deep routes, those home run balls. And this is the first game that I've really seen Bo Nix consistently hit that home run, that deep that deep route. And he did. Yeah. He hit him up the seam. He had a couple, a few plays where he stepped up in the pocket. He didn't just collapse and run back and try to roll out. He actually stayed with the pocket kind of collapsing on him a little bit and was able to step up and, and keep his feet planted and make those accurate throws that I mean this this was a game you can point to if you're an Auburn fan now granted I'm not saying he is all of a sudden like you know completely changed uh, let's let's wait a second let's make sure he can consistently do this but this is the first time I've seen been like okay 
Bonix is actually progressing. Yeah. He's actually and doing the coaching things. staff look like it looks like he tr- they trust him more. Yeah, now and with, he's actually doing things now games. where you're you can you can trust him. You can say like do this. You can put him in that position and you can give him the plays. You can open up the playbook a little bit more. You know, like you just said. So I, I, I completely agree with you. I think this is the best game. This is it. It's not even necessarily like they, they won the game. It wasn't his closest win. You know, you can point to that Oregon no. game as first start or anything like that. That was a bigger win, but this was definitely a game. He needed a road game, which is where he's been highly criticized for very, his play on the road. So they, and, and the game pretty much, if you look at the tail of the tape, both teams had pretty even production and were pretty efficient and whatnot, but Arkansas did not make the plays in the red zone, and Auburn's defense really put the clamps on them as far as trying to make plays on the other side of the football field. And Bo and and the offense for Auburn, they just played more efficient and were able to score more points. I mean, yeah. they just they just beat a team, and 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 let's face it, I mean, they were in control pretty much of that game too. This was not like a some fluky win where you know they you can argue the officials made one bad call. I mean, Auburn just they just beat them. Yeah, Straight no, up. I mean, I, I think I think Auburn played a great game. They had a great game plan uh, going in. I, I think Auburn knew if they could put pressure on KJ Jefferson and basically prevent Traylon Burks from catching the ball, then then Arkansas becomes very that's, very yep. one dimensional. Yep. And obviously, that's uh, I mean, that's that's their passing game. I mean, you said it after uh, what they beat Texas A and M. You said that they are it's yeah. Traylon Burks and nothing else. And I I mean I agree with you to a certain extent, but I thought maybe they could open it up a little bit more. Uh, but no, Auburn's yeah. defense just keyed in. Auburn, it. Auburn, when yeah. they put pressure, it, it changed the game completely. It did. Um, so a couple of things. Uh, this is a sixth straight win Auburn's had versus Arkansas, which I thought was pretty crazy. I didn't even know that they had a streak going against Arkansas. Six straight that wins, that's, and that they, is really. And this wow. is Auburn also snapped six straight losses against ranked opponents. So this is their first win in six games against a ranked opponent. It, it's the biggest win for Brian Harson obviously this year, and I mean a big win for both. And and we talked about too a Auburn's, timely win for Auburn, I think. Definitely. Too. Well, we definitely talked about last week so. about their stretch coming up because they played at Arkansas, they have Ole Miss at home, they play at Texas. A&M so that those kind of three game stretch my my thing was I think they were going to at least win at least one of those and they needed to to really get you know have a decent season for Brian Harson. They, so they got the, they win the first win. one right they obviously have a big test against Old Miss coming up here uh, at least they have them at home they're not on the road and then at Texas oh, they're, on a, they're on a bye week this week they're on a bye week they're on a bye week but I'm next game so not next right. week but the next game the next they have game. Ole Miss and at least they have them at home uh, but yeah huge win Arkansas all of a sudden spiraling out of control after they start off three and zero or four and zero. What are they lost now? Is three in this, a row. This is three. Oh wow! Because they lost to Georgia, Georgia Ole Miss, Ole Miss and, and Auburn. Auburn. So, so they went from Sam 4-0. Pittman quickly going from coach, coach of, the of the year, year yeah. to now well, they, Brian Harson might be first year may coach be, of the may year be. if they continue the problem, to win like this. Let's say the problem with Auburn is that they lost. Uh, yeah, I mean everybody expected them to lose that Georgia game, uh, but who who did they lose to? Oh wow! Don't make me. Uh, I'm, I'm sitting here blanking. Penn, Penn State, State, Penn State, Penn State. Penn State. Penn State. Oh, your your two gosh. losses, Stephen, are to two top fifteen teams. That's true. And they lost to Penn, Penn State when they had close. Sean Clifford. And not, Penn State was a close game. Not this, they, exactly. they were very close in that game. So I'm and saying, it was at so, Penn State in a wideout. So yeah, so Auburn's I mean, only two up. losses are you didn't to play, two very good you teams. You didn't play good against Georgia though. You know, like no, and that's a rival. You did. You know, that's a rival, and you didn't play. good. I agree. You did not. So that kind of hurts your your case a little bit, but. Yeah, uh, so far, I mean, you're looking at Sam Pittman as coach of the year, you know, maybe, maybe. national coach of the year, you know, and when he yeah. starts off 4-0, beating beating teams, beating Texas and beating uh but these Texas three losses in a row have certainly hurt that yeah, case, Yeah, they've, sure. they've been tough, and, and, you know, it completely, once they become one-dimensional, their defense is bad. 
So what are we expecting for Auburn moving forward now? And we see them kind of have handled business against Arkansas. They get that monkey off the back. They beat that ranked team. Now they're looking to go, like you said, from the bye week to that Ole Miss game. Do you see with Ole Miss and Texas A&M coming up, do you see I, some improvement? Do you feel a little bit better about them? Because now they only have to obviously get one more well, win to get to you know, a bowl game. We've so been I mean, saying you know. it. We've been saying it week to week. Is this good? Are we going to get good Bo Nicks or bad Bo Nicks? If we're getting good Bo Nicks, Auburn can be. You like their chances? I like right. their chances, especially against A and M. Now Ole Miss, we can. We're going to touch on that game a little bit like, coming up later. But their offense, is real, especially when Matt Corral is running the ball. I mean, it is. It's it's otherworldly. It's very very difficult to stop. Auburn and definitely has the defense to try and stop. I, I say it, Auburn does have a good defense, but you know you ought, you have to be able to put up some points versus Ole Miss. And you know, are we getting good Bo Nicks? We're we getting bad Bo Nicks. Are we getting Bo Picks? Or what? What are we doing here? You know. So if he is playing like he did against, against Arkansas, Arkansas, right? We're we're this is an Auburn team that can because obviously up on Ole Miss's defense is nowhere close no, to Georgia's. So I mean, yeah, but Ar- yeah, but Arkansas's defense is really bad too. So like, w- if we're comparing, you know, like. Well, you did put up 38 points, Stephen. I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, they did. They th- did. Th- 38 points beats a lot of teams. Now, I know Ole Miss can, is capable of scoring 55 points. So, I mean, that's a it topic just, for another again, day. Uh, but... Arkansas's defense is really bad. So, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and let me just say this. That's something I just wanted to bring up was Arkansas. Their tackling was, like you said, that defense just looks so bad. I mean, there was lanes for Tank Bigsby in that running game. I mean, just unreal. Yeah. Auburn, Auburn, like you said, this was He'd not be a— running for eight or nine yards. This, this, was not a, this was not a fluke game. This was an Auburn was just better. They were just so much better. They were than, better than, yeah. than Arkansas. So. so, like you said, bad bad job by Sam Pittman goes from coach of the year to ooh, <laughs> real quick. And, hey, Arkansas still has some good wins, but you're looking at a very tough SEC slate for Arkansas that— you might you're you're looking more closer to six and six than you are anything else you know i think so and that's too. tough for I arkansas so after such a good i'm not start. sure who they have left on their schedule but i'm i'd be willing to bet because they still have to play alabama of course i i think they still have to play lsu i mean so you're yeah, lsu though uh, they scored 49 on florida and beat them so i don't have, know they have a good uh week coming up they play arkansas pine bluff so that okay, should be a win so that's uh, that should be a dub. Uh, so that's five wins right there they play Mississippi State. I think they're going to meet Mississippi State. Mississippi State's not very good. That's six wins. So you're at least getting that. But you play at LSU. That's tough because you're in the swamp. I'm telling you. And then you play at Alabama. That's tough. But then you have Miss- Mizzou, Missouri that's at a home. Win. So Missouri's a miserable team. You're so looking I, at eight seven, wins, seven, seven eight, eight wins. wins. So that's, yeah. not, that's better. I, that, that, that is market, better. That is improvement. improvement from last Considering year. Considering Arkansas has had seasons the last few years where they haven't won a single SEC game. I think, I least, think they'll take it. With Sam Pittman, you're at least moving, <laughs> they'll in, take it. You're moving in the right area. Yes, um, I think so, so too. Next, next game we'll talk about Bama. Obviously bounces back against Mississippi State. Uh, speaking of Mississippi State being on Arkansas schedule. Uh, I mean, this is what we talked about last week. I think everybody saw this one coming from yeah. a million miles away. Yeah. Alabama does this is when they, they lose a game under Saban. They come back fiery next game. You know, we talked about Will Anderson's press conference. Uh, he, His record is ridiculous following a loss. I can't remember what Saban's record is when after Alabama loses a game, but it's something stupid. Was he ever lost back-to-back games at Alabama? Maybe uh, the, the year they went... His first season, I believe, of oh, course, okay, had to okay, lose back okay. to back, and then I think the year they went nine and three, the 2010 year, the 2010 year, they was may have lost back to back. I I can't remember if they were back to back or not. I think that's the only two years I believe that could have been a back to back. Definitely his first year because Alabama obviously right. went six and six. Yeah, that year. yeah they definitely yeah. lost so, I mean, back yeah, to back. Definitely so lost back to so back. You know how you talk about Saban, and I just forget that he you just had a forget bad that year. you <laughs> he had a bad year. <laughs> you, you forget know? that he actually had a first year where he went seven and six. He went over. Yeah, he had a bowl win that year too. So. Yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I, Will Anderson puts his money where his mouth is. Yes. You know, we talked about his press conference and him staring down the reporter and him saying that everybody's got to be better. And, and wow, you know, did he play great. He played great. He Four played, sacks. He played wow. great. You know, their, their defense stepped up overall. They're still, so I did notice a little bit concerning line play. And I don't know if this is necessarily the line's fault as much as coaching. They they did a lot of times where they would only rush three. And I don't understand No, I think that, that was definitely by, by plan by the coaching staff. I it think was, that they were definitely dropping more no, no, people no, yeah, trying yeah, to. It's not, I'm not that saying that was like the State, defense sure, deciding that. So. I'm saying that was, but, and I understand Mississippi State's obviously a passing, you know, it's Mike Leach. They're going to be passing, but you got to be able to. Like, a lot of nickel formations and dime right, formations. The, the right. difference between them pressuring when, when they ran with four down linemen versus the three, completely different. And it made uh, I can't even. And think when of they blitzed, States. my goodness! I yeah. mean, they they were putting heat on I can't Will even Rogers. Think of Will all Rogers, game. thank you. Yeah. But the difference when he was under pressure versus when he had time, even when you're dropping that many people back, when you give the quarterback that much, when he doesn't have to worry about, he's going to find somebody eventually. That's the, what I'm saying. So I don't only cover so. I don't long. understand right. Pete Golding rushing three down linemen, yeah. like just rush four, four minimum, you know, and then and then mix in some. Will blitzes. Anderson will get pressure by himself. you got to have somebody out. <sighs> it's it's kind hard, of... though. It's really hard to get pressure as a defensive lineman, unless you're otherworldly, which Will Anderson is really, really good. But you don't have Bama this year anyways doesn't have that defensive tackle like the, you know, the Quinnen Williams or the Jonathan Allens or the whoever else that's going to put two or three people Injuries on his back. Injuries have also kind of plagued it that, hasn't, that they, interior they lost, defensive They lost Christian Barmore too, in the draft so. last year, too, as well. So you lose Christian right. Barmore. But you don't have that 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 nose tackle that's going to take on those blockers where you can rush three and still get DJ pressure. DJ Dale is just not getting the pressure we thought that he's he was going to be and able he's, to. He's really, really good position. in run defense. He it's is. just he's not... He's not the the, he's the not defensive quick off tackle. the line for he's as not. far as pass he's rush, not. Right. and so you don't you need four down linemen to be able to just pressure those five offensive linemen. It's just it's a numbers game I at agree. that point, you know. So that was the only thing that I really saw. Uh, I mean, obviously you can't hate too much on the defense. I mean, no. they allowed nine points for well, a Mike Leach this, team. Steven. It's pretty good. I mean, Bryce Young, 348 yards through the air, four touchdowns. Was this is he now the Heisman front runner after this game? I, he, as far as betting goes, he definitely is now. I think. Matt Corral's close. Matt Corral's very still close. close. Matt Corral is close. Uh, Michigan State's running back had a bad game. I forget his name. Do you know what I'm talking I, about, though? I, I know you're talking about, but I, I cannot yeah. remember his name. And Bajon Robinson, I don't, yes. I, don't, I don't know if he's still uh, in this or and not. And then we're going to talk or... about it later. I've seen some talk for Jordan Davis, too, from Georgia. I've seen, we'll, we'll touch on we'll that. Ta- we'll talk I, about I, it. I'll give you I've my got, feelings I've got some, po- I've got some yeah. points on it, too, you. but I've seen you. some talk. I think as, as far right now, if we're talking about this point, I think Bryce Young is the Heisman frontrunner. Now, so will he finish as a Heisman frontrunner? Because Bama's so good. It, you know, Bama kind of has that thing, which obviously they've won it a few times, but there's so much talent around the quarterback. There's a stigma hard. around Alabama it's, quarterbacks. It's hard, it's for hard sure. to get it. Uh, but he plays great. And he he's one of the things that he's so great at is he plays great under pressure. When they add another lineman or they, they blitz him, you yep. know, he is able to stand right there and find the guy. He's able to make those quick decisions, but the quick good decisions, you know. He's not he's not making those quick decisions where it's an interception. He's making those and he quick decisions. He makes the right throw. That's what I'm saying. He finds Slade Bolton on a check down. He he takes John Ryan Mechie, Robinson that on John a check Mechie, down. Uh, Run around, uh, touchdown. I think it was their first touchdown of the game. That was, I mean, he was getting sacked. He was getting, yes, he was literally when he threw yeah. that. So, mm-hmm. and there was another couple of third down plays yep. where they they blitzed. I think six or seven, and he was able to get that four or five yards they needed for the first well, down. Saban's always check talked down. about how Bryce is very calm and always very calm and collected about when he's facing adversity. He's right. always the first guy that's kind of calming everybody else down. He's, he's got never that. the one that is all riled up and. If you remember so. Jalen Hurts' personality when he was at Bama and when he was at Oklahoma, very, very similar. similar to even when things are going wrong. 
they never seem to get really get rattled. He corrals they always, the guys. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So he's a very similar personality in that aspect. I, I also saw that uh, Bill O'Brien uh, decided that he can run the ball inside the five-yard line in this game. There was not a chance that he was uh, going to run the ball. I mean, uh, pretty, throw the ball at all when they got inside the five. There wasn't. He was going to run. He was going to run it four straight times if he had. Pretty to. interesting that that worked to score a touchdown. It's crazy, right? There was no shot he was going to throw the ball. Bananas no that you have Brian Robinson running the ball and that you can score within the five-yard <laughs> line. It's crazy. I think they scored on first down uh, too. Yes, they did. Wow, what a concept! I, I think I think Brian Robinson averaged like eight point something yards per carry. It was something ridiculous. What a concept! State, so. What a concept! Now the the last two notes I have for this one: uh, James Williams, very fast, very fast. Yes. <laughs> John, you say he, he very was, fast. He's very fast. He he was kind of quiet this game. He was. I, I it, was it was the John, John Mechie. Yeah, it was the John, John Mechie show, bounced back but for sure. But Jamison Williams, very fast. Uh, still very, very fast. fast. Yeah, he's very, still very fast. Very fast. <laughs> uh, he reminds me of uh, which is a good comparison. Of you, you know, seven years ago, but Odell when he used to take those for the Giants, you hit him with a slant, and he would just all of a sudden somehow score. That's like the Jamison Williams play is you hit him with like what you think is going to be. And then all of a sudden he just runs past everybody and you're like, oh, my gosh, how are they not catching him? <laughs> no, no, he he has definitely proven to be the number one receiver for Alabama moving forward. He's definitely Bryce Young's go to guy if they ever need a big catch, big play. But John Mechie, old reliable. Yeah, he kind of no, came I mean, back. Well, this was this because game. John Mechie hadn't played or by statistic standards anyways, hadn't played that Had well. Hadn't played well, no. Um, because he was supposed to be the next, you know, Devontae Smith, the next Jalen Waddle, But then, you know, he hasn't played as well. Jameis Williams obviously coming in too as it, he's spread the ball around. Bryce Young has. and But, hey, they look like they're coming to their own so far. And Bama's offense hasn't slipped up at all. They've scored over 30 right. every game. Uh, I think they have like a crazy streak going for over 30 points right now too. My last question for you, Cole, and then you can say whatever you want oh, yeah, to. Yeah, but yeah, I just good, had a good. question for you because I don't think it will. But uh, do you ever see Mike Leach's system being able to be ultra competitive in the SEC. Only if he can get his type of guys at Mississippi State, and I just don't know if he's going to be able to. That's what I'm saying. I I feel like it's just so suited for a Big 12 or a Pac-12. Maybe maybe that's just my stigma or my my. I don't think Mississippi State gets those kind of athletes year in and year out for him to be able to run that kind of system that's so dependent on athleticism and speed and not so much power and build. He needs a quarterback that that can really... Will Rogers is not bad. He's He's not... Not good though either. Well, I mean, Steve, he just did, I mean, a few weeks ago against Texas A&M, he just threw for 400 yards, completed like 75 percent of his passes. Did you see his I interceptions mean, though, they were bad. Well, they weren't like now. They when weren't you like throw the ball that much now, Stephen, you're going to put it at harm's know, way. And of that's being and that's intercepted, that's so. always been Mike Leach's thing. Is his quarterbacks always throw interceptions? It's not nothing new for Mike. It's Leach like playing point guard. You're going to lead the team in turnovers when you're the point guard. You that's, handle the ball every time, and that's so. fair. But you you would rather not see the picks that he threw. Yeah, there was I, there again, was one where he was he, throws, granted he was getting sure. a little bit pressured, but I don't know what he was thinking. I mean, yeah. he threw it right to Alabama. There was another one where he had a guy open, he just lofted it, and that yeah. was the Jordan Battle pick six, where he just I mean and that he, wasn't that was a bad throw. That sure. was bad, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And that guy was open. That wasn't like a great now, now. Now sometimes Alabama does do a good job, you know, when Pete Golding does call the correct play on defense. He they do disguise their coverages really well, so it can confuse quarterbacks and at times. And that's fair. I think that Pete Golding also gets too cute with it when you're you're Alabama. You know, like you're you have the athletes. And same thing for Georgia or, or or you know Ohio State or Clemson. 
you don't always have to get cute. Oh, now, when you're playing, hold on with Clemson. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. You, you know what I mean, though. You have the recruits. I'm just teasing. Just don't get cute, you yeah. know. And I can say that for for you have the dudes. For Auburn, just... for Auburn, sometimes too, when their defense gets cute, just don't. Your 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 guys know what they're doing. Sometimes you just play man on. Yeah. Man, man on man. My man's better than your man. We're gonna go, go from and play. there. You know, yeah. Auburn can do that. Clemson can do that. And you know, teams with great defenses, you don't always have to get cute. And I see sometimes that that's what happens when you're running. Just, just play. Play, just play football. Just, yeah. it, just run with four down linemen. What are you doing, P. Golding? What? This is not the NFL. We don't need you know, you don't need kids that don't know their assignment. I agree. I agree. And now I, I will say one guy that really helped, I mean, who has helped his draft status this season. Is Brian Robinson? Whew. He slimmed well, down. Coming back, I think this is because this the only reason he has this year is because of the COVID year. Because right? COVID yeah. year, and he has been great in the passing game, and he's shown that he can play as an every down back. And yeah. I think he has definitely helped his draft as he might be one of the first running backs taken off the board in the NFL draft this year. I don't know. There's a lot. Cause I got, mean, there is a lot. But Robinson, I, mean, I don't know what year is Michigan State's because he's otherworldly. I'm not sure. No, no, he's a transfer because he was Wake Forest yeah, transfer. Right. So, so he's. So it, I bet it could he's be going. Bajan Robinson, Brian Robinson. I mean, it could be. I don't know. Robinson, I Robinson. I don't Michigan know. Michigan State, the Michigan State running back, and then um, was it? Oh, not Oklahoma State's. Who just played Texas two weeks ago? Not Oklahoma. Well, TCU's played them, and then uh, maybe it was TCU. Yeah, TCU's played them. I know that Another team has a running back. I'll, I'll think about it. But they have a running back that's also, I mean, on the same level. And Other he's worldly. really good, too. So you have a – this is the kind of the year, you know, last year you could say the the year of wide receivers maybe. Um, or the year of quarterbacks probably last year because you had a lot of quarterbacks in the first round. You know, you can go back two years ago and it's the year of wide receivers. This year might be the – for the draft, might be the year of running backs. We've maybe, had a lot of – Maybe, And running backs, you know, are, are figuring out that, hey, this is how I fix my NFL status is – be able to show that I can play some slots. That's what I'm saying. I I think that Brian Robinson was once viewed as just a first down, second down back. Yeah. Now you can play him on well, that third slimming. Down. That slimming down has really shown yes, his speed. Yes. Some his weight speed off. and yes, athleticism definitely. has really improved as well. Agreed. Uh, so that was all the notes I had on that game. Uh, let's move ahead. Uh, to hey, our... speaking of, I mean, hey, keeping in the state. I mean, Auburn, Alabama, and UAB all winners for the first time this year. All three teams, I believe, that's, that's the first, first time. This year? I think it's the first time this you year be all right. three teams are winners, except wow. for week one and week two, maybe, because, I mean, Alabama and Auburn didn't play the cupcake teams. And That's fair. UAB played Jacksonville State week one. But as far as meaningful games go, all three teams are winners. There we go, baby. UAB, UAB destroys, destroys. It's 34 nothing. 34 to nothing. Holy now, cow. Yeah, we talked about this because it was 16 Southern Miss point. is just bad. They're, they're just a they're bad, bad football they're team. They're very bad. Southern wow. Miss is very bad. Now, I don't know if that's more of an indictment. Now, I will say this for UAB because I touched on this when we talked about the point spread because it's 16 points. I would said don't take UAB because UAB has a tendency in the past. Now, not this year so far. Right. Is they, they, I mean, they played Alabama State in the past where they were like, you know, twenty something oh, point favorite a few years ago, and, yeah. and they won by like seven. You know, so they they have a tendency sometimes to overlook opponents or to you know. And now maybe it was because this is but UAB's they rival. just took care of business and just never looked back. They did. I mean, it was it was a great game. Uh, you know, I for UAB. Uh, so two things, and then we'll move on to kind of UAB's big news. Do you see UAB finishing conference play undefeated? No. I don't. And, Marshall, and, and, is that who you have? No, I, I really think that Texas San Antonio might be a legit team. I mean, this is a team that went and beat Illinois. I mean, they've beat a Power 5 team. Texas San Antonio is a legit group of five I, They team. are. They are a legit team, but I mean, it's... I, I, now, now how... Uh, I, I give it the, the road runners. I get it. I, <laughs> I mean, look, I'm not saying that UAB's for sure going to lose them. 
if but if I had to if I had to bet my money that you would be over under you know one loss or something like that I, I would say yeah I, I could see them losing a game in conference but I, I mean I think they're going to win most of their games they're going to be favored in most of them as well I mean I think they might be favored against Marshall on the road because Marshall's actually had a couple of games they've struggled this season I wish they had so, the lines out now I, I would yeah, love I, to I know, know, but yeah, I, I would love to know the line. I mean, Texas San Antonio is ranked, Stephen. I, I mean, know. this is a, crazy. This is a, a conference legit. USA team ranked is crazy. That is astounding. So if they, if they can keep it going, I mean, that's that's going to be huge for this conference. But and if but if UAB goes and wins that game in Texas, I mean, hey, I was to say in the Alamo Dome, in the Alamo Dome hurts them their chances a lot with that. But they have let's see, this is the rest of their schedule to play Rice at home. That's a dub, of course. Easy. Rice, Rice is you bad. See Rice, see Rice accidentally put on their like Twitter for announcing the game that like uh, they're going to Legion Field, and UAB yeah. like tweeted back and was like, oh, "Well, Rice you guys so have bad. there, we'll be at protective." So Rice is so bad. <laughs> they play lot. They play Rice at home, then La Tech at home. I think they beat La Tech. La Tech's not very. La good Tech's this year. not the same team of old that they usually are. At football. Marshall, that's kind of that's the, tricky. That's, everybody tricky I've game. talked to about UAB, you know, um, has said that Marshall is going to be the one. Now at the beginning of the year, this was, and throughout the year, they said at Marshall is going to be their toughest game. Obviously, no one saw Texas San Antonio coming. With how they play, they play at Texas San Antonio, and then they have UTEP at home. So you have them slipping up to UTSA. I think if you can just win one of those two straight road games, you're in good shape. the The nightmare for UAB is if you go and you drop both of those games, Marshall and Texas San Antonio. That is where you get into some bad trouble if your UAB is if you drop back to back road games and that you you at least have to split those. If you win them both, I think you went you finish undefeated in Conference USA. But if you somehow if you if you split those, that'd be I think if you're Coach Clark, you feel really good. If you can split those I think, two games. If you split them, you feel really good. Oh, I don't absolutely. Know. I I mean, what, you think Coach Clark's only okay if they were undefeated in conference play? You think that's his expectations right now? No, I'm just yeah. Come on, Steven. Yeah, but I mean the, the, those are your two legitimate teams in conferences, Marshall. Uh, you, I mean, I think who, who are the be, who are the best teams in conference right now? That would be uh, <laughs> uh it would be Marshall, UAB, Marshall, UTSA. UTSA, and then on the other side you have uh, Charlotte is really good this year, I believe, she right? Was really good. I, I mean, not Charlotte really good, but I mean they're they're leading the other, other division. Are they I'm not? trying to look up divisions, and Steven it gave is me the really weirdest, struggling over here. There, it some, gave me the weirdest website I've ever seen in my life. It gave me 16 ads before I even clicked on the website. Cole. That's what I was gonna say. See, Charlotte is is in the lead on the other side of the division. Four and they're two. two and they're four and two, two and zero oh in conference, and then Marshall, and then of course Florida Atlantic, which UAB already throttled, is in third place in that division. UAB really just needs to beat UTSA okay, so they that can is win. That's a surprise here. UTEP? UTEP. I knew that. I knew UTEP it's, was good as well. Wow, but so but you do get them at home. You so do that, have them that, at that's home. That's a plus for UAB. So UTEP six and one. Your, UTSA is your best three games for UAB is your last three games. Literally, your final three games is where you're going to make or break your your conference season. Because UAB needs to be, they need to be both UTEP and UTSA to win their division. Win their division, get to the conference championship. Yeah, because yeah. the so the Marshall so your game only is the only game one. Is, that's why losable. I wanted, yeah, as I say, that's the only one I wanted. That's why I wanted wow. to look that up is because I wanted to see. If you could, what game you could lose? And That's still go to the, the game. Marshall is the one you can lose. You, you cannot have, lose UTSA yeah. or UTEP if you want to win Conference USA again. Wow. Well, there you have it. That's UAB's formula <sighs> to try UAB's and repeat. Tough stretch to end the season. That's your formula. But hey, they got their running game back on track. Oh, McBride was amazing. Oh my gosh, seventeen carries, one thirty-seven, eight point one yards, yards per. <laughs> Per That's carry, stoop. That's a video. That's video game numbers. That is. Like, that oh is. my god. They could, hey, Frank Gore Jr. for Southern Miss too. By the way. Wait, really? Yeah. Didn't know that. 
I, I didn't know Frank that. Frank Gore Jr. Oh, stat, stat of the day came early. <laughs> I did not know that. Frank Gore Jr. is okay. the uh, running back for Southern Miss. Well, he'll play for 20 years in the, in the uh, league then, yes, right? so. 13 <laughs> carries for 40 yards, 3.1. Wow. Not, not too good for him. Not too good. UAB got the running game back on track, and they whoop Southern Miss, looking to whoop Rice again, which they should yep. at, uh, as homecoming game. So moving on, we'll move on to Speaking the, the teams big that game. Whooped. This, was the, uh, this was the college game day game, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It was. Uh, maybe. Uh, Georgia handles Kentucky. Oh, man. And we all saw this coming. Um, it was as expected. Um, Just smelled like a blowout, and my goodness, was it ever. I will say this for Kentucky, though. At halftime, this is a game. This was it a was game. It was closer for two quarters. Because uh, Kentucky scores going in right before halftime. Now, granted, they needed multiple third and fourth down. I don't. I don't think they had a fourth down in that one. But they Was needed, it 14 to 7? I think it was 14 to 7 yeah. at halftime. Mm-hmm. But Kentucky's defense played really well. Uh, I mean, their offense, like I said, on that final drive, I think it was a, I want to say it was 19 plays. It was a long We drive. never really questioned whether or not if Kentucky could stop Georgia's offense. It was just a matter of could Can they Kentucky score, score and on you, Georgia. And you saw in the second half, obviously, Georgia just has those athletes and they have the depth. And we, we talked about this, uh, I think, last week as well, yeah. is that you, when you get to those really good teams, you talk about the depth. They have on defense. When the games go longer. Yeah, who can who can keep who playing can at, at the top right. level? Uh, Kentucky, like I said, they made this a game in the first half, which I don't think anybody yep. even expected. Uh, but it's fourteen seven, and then they they do. I will say they do score two touchdowns in this game. This is the first time that. How about Mark Stoops just trying, trying so to score a touchdown in the final two to seconds to make sure that they cover? That I love spread. it. Well, they that cover the spread. Awesome. He definitely knew the spread. Had to. Had to. Had. What coach you does know what, that? You know what's crazy though is if their kicker hits that extra point, the over hits. Wow. The kicker misses the extra point. The, well, he, he didn't care about that. He just wanted to make sure. We we, we, we covered the line. We covered That's the crazy, line. though. You missed the, but, you but missed Kentucky, the over, though? You covered the line, missed right. the over. <laughs> but, but, but talk about the X and O, Stephen. I mean, Kentucky played almost a flawless game and still just was no was not close yeah, to that doing was, it. So that was one of my notes that I had is Georgia's one of those teams where you have to play absolutely flawless. Because you make they, – they Georgia's really, really yeah. good, especially offensively, at taking advantage of very minor mistakes. No turnovers. Very minor. Uh, three penalties. I mean, you converted 50% of your third downs, and they just, the game still wasn't close. It's crazy. It's crazy. That's I, the, that's I, the thing is like uh, Georgia they wins. They played almost a perfect game, and they still lost by what? 17? Was it, was it 30 to 13? Was that not the final score? Yeah. I was going to say it was 30-something I mean, pretty much it was 30 to 7. I mean, you know, you score that touchdown with what? Yeah. No time Two left? seconds left. Two yeah. seconds. Well, so, no, he called a timeout, so I think it was no time when he scored. Just it's just like you said, Stephen. This is a historic Georgia team, and they and let's just go ahead and just call it. They are not going to lose a game this year in the regular season. There is nobody left on their schedule if that they, will even so come close. The only Florida, if let, let's the say last this way, hope we have, that's the last hope, and that would be having that would be Georgia For having to similar to Alabama and the Texas A&M. It would be having Georgia just completely overlooking Florida and saying we're just going to go in and win. Similar that's it. To, similar to Alabama did with Texas. Missouri. A&M. I mean, no, nope. I mean, who, who, who else? else? Georgia Tech. Uh, I mean, they, I know they play Missouri, Georgia Tech. I think they still have to play uh, <laughs> we never Tennessee. <laughs> they still have to play Tennessee, Georgia Tech. Tennessee. Florida. Tennessee. Ten- oh, come on. I, I mean, I said t- I didn't say it confidently. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, they, they're, they still have. Their so they have Florida problem. and the the greatest the the biggest outdoor cocktail oh, party. Well, you know, Missouri. they have a uh, who's who's this Charleston at the bottom? Charles. Oh yeah, man. Wow, can't wait to watch that game. <laughs> that's the game I before mean, they play Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech's really bad. They're not gonna. That's Georgia not will finish chance. the year twelve and zero. Yeah, Tennessee. No they play at Tennessee though. 
No. Again, no. I didn't say it confidently, Cole. I just no. trying to give somebody hope here. Uh, but so uh, this is so two two things, two more things. Georgia's trenches, they win the trenches. That's they their, do. That's their whole game. They do. Is their defensive line is just better than your offensive line, yeah. and their offensive line is it's just better, better than, than your, your defensive, defensive line. line. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. <laughs> it's just you can't get any pressure. It, that is and, the main focus for football. Is that's the most basic thing. If my line can beat your line, I can win the game. As I say, I, I'm going back to so many times we talked about it before, but we've talked about it before. If you can. Uh, if you can rush the quarterback, get pressure on the quarterback, and, protect and then you yours. can protect yours, you win the game. You win the game nine times out of ninety nine point nine percent of the time. You, you win, win the game. that game. Yep. So I mean, they just nobody can get to him, and nobody does it better than Georgia right now. With the way Stetson Bennett is playing, do you even play Daniels when he's back? I don't think you have to. But why? You can I start your guy. And if win I the am, right if now. I am, and the, with the teams you have left on the schedule, am you start I, if anybody I'm Kirby, back there. If I'm Kirby. I'm keeping with Stetson Bennett. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, he played great against Kentucky, and he can and he has that running ability that you he saw. Does. You saw him pull a, um, I think it was a read option, pull a read option, and get like a twenty yard carry off of it. So I mean, <laughs> if you're you add a little bit of element with that, so you at least put pressure on the defense to ro- watch the read option when they're going to run it, and then he's played great. Yes, I don't think you go back to no, I, I don't think you do either. I mean, then, well, th- I mean. If he looks better than Stetson does in practice, I mean, you have no choice. I think it's JT Daniels things, though, is the better quarterback. Even, even if he, so even if he looks better in practice, I think until Stetson Bennett makes a mistake in a game, like, well, he's not. He probably won't in the last, remaining games they have. That's what I'm saying. But you look at you look at uh, let's let's put it this way. Let's do it in the in the Bama Jalen Hurts Tua thing. Tua was so obviously you get to the championship game. But but let's let's say it this way. Tua was looking better in practice. You had all those reports saying that that's Tua true. calling for Tua to play. I think about it like that. That's a good then, point. And then you don't, but so people, Jalen Hurts people were already calling for Tua, obviously. Right, right. Yeah. But Jalen Hurts was winning. It's not like he was losing you games. Take him. You can take him so out. So you can't take him out. Right. You can't You can't take him out. And then obviously you get to the championship game. And the offense can't score. <laughs> the offense just couldn't, couldn't move the ball. You say, all right, let's try something different. Let's put Tua in. I think that's what you do if you're Georgia. That's the only time you put JT Daniels if back Stetson in. Stetson can't it, make give you the a throws. Spark. If Stetson can't make the throws, he's JT made in. he's made mistakes or the offense just isn't moving. You need some some a spark. JT Daniels. Make a change. Right. Yeah. I'm and with luckily you. I'm and, with it, you. again, it's a good Georgia problem. Georgia has to have. that luxury. Good problem to have. Yeah. Uh last thing, you know, Jordan Davis. Oh, uh, the generating Heisman, the Heisman, Heisman talk. I will say this. I don't think he will put up the stats for it because I think if you're a defensive player, especially a lineman, you have to have like 18 sacks and all these quarterback hurries and all these tackles for loss. He doesn't have the stats. But the way he just puts he, – he hits three linemen and just pushes them backwards. He is a man. That's No, no. The, the tail of the tape is great. I mean, nobody has better tape than Jordan Davis. The problem is the stats yeah. just aren't there. So, you got to have – As I say, it's just not – I mean, look at Ndamukong Sue that one year where he had a great year. That's what and I was going to point to. he didn't come close. He was like, what, four or five in was, the Heisman voting? Was that the year? That was the year marking him one? That was mar- your marking him one. Was it Toby Gearhart number yeah, it was, two, it right? it was marking him. Toby Gearhart, like, by, like, four votes and or something Tebow like that. Tebow was in that one, right? Tim Tebow was so. in Because that was his year so. after he had already won the Heisman Trophy, I, I believe. So. so, I mean, you had... I think so. And, and he didn't even was, come you know, close. Yeah, you're right, because that was 2009. So, that was Tebow. Yeah. Tebow, Sue. And Ndamukong and, and Sue had the stats. So, Jordan Davis yeah, didn't, even have, didn't even have the stats. So, no, he's not going to... He's definitely the defensive player of the year if you want to look at the tail of the tape. But, I mean, other than that, I mean, yeah, as I say, no. just the way he makes that he's push. He's the highlight machine, the, the pretty much. The push he has on his uh, whatever offensive lineman is, is but he's unlucky great. enough he's to great. be there. No, he's he's good. And and, and even the, Kirby Smart's been critis- critical of him like as far as losing weight and whatnot. But he's he still looks just as good. 
Yeah, he's still it's, fast, it's still crazy. dominant, but it, his coaching is, staff is really calling nobody, him out about his weight. Nobody that big should be that talented. Kind of reminds you of how Terrence Cody was when he was at, similar, at Alabama. Similar, but, but not I as, feel like not as fast. Yeah, because Mount Cody was the he was the just a wall. He was just that wall. Yeah. you couldn't move him, but he wouldn't necessarily move you. No, it was just at the line of scrimmage, right? <laughs> whereas just two forces. Whereas Jordan Davis is pushing your offensive lineman back as soon as that ball is snapped, yeah. and it, all three of your offensive linemen, your your center and both your guards, are moving backwards, and that makes a one on one. If you're rushing three. That's somebody time Georgia can rush with three, because you got one guy taking up three blockers. Yeah, that's in, it's insane. He's, he's insane. Cole. He what, uh, any man that takes up three offensive linemen, that's insane. He's great. So we can move on from that Heisman discussion. We can talk about obviously the big news in college football was Iowa number two team Iowa losing to Purdue. Iowa's turnover luck ran out. Their defense couldn't create the turnovers None. that made their made their defense look so good. Their predictable offense couldn't move the ball. Because it's predictable, and yeah, that's about that. All I that have. was that was really it. Purdue just was. I mean, this was not a fluky win. Purdue just they played really well. They played they played in a all really phases. well game. I I will say so. Two things I did want to point out was you see uh, Purdue's tweet after the game. No, it was we just beat the number two out of Iowa. Wow, what a tweet! What all? Hey, that 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 might win the uh, the tweet the of the year media. for uh, college Props football. to the social media team for making a poop joke Good about beating the, the number two team. No, I mean, <laughs> and then four... the... Sorry, go ahead, go, yeah, I was go just gonna say the other uh, notable thing I had was you see uh, Purdue's. I think it was their defensive lineman that a beer got thrown onto the field. And he's, no, yeah, beer got thrown on like I think kind of on the sideline. And right after the play, he went picked up the beer, chugged it all, put it back down, and kept playing. You didn't see that? No. I'm going to have to look up that video. Yep. Wow. Chugged the whole beer. What like, a savage. Middle of the wow. game. Middle of the game. I hope he was of age. Wow. That, that that could be really bad if he was a 19 or 20-year-old from the football team and just sits there and chugs a beer. <laughs> That'd be awful. But, yeah. So, that was my two notable things. What were you wow. going to say? Well, I mean, look. You know, Petrus throws four interceptions. I think that's how you say his name. I'm, I'm not sure. The Iowa quarterback, he throws yeah, four interceptions. Right. and just He just played awful. I mean, Iowa just... They could do nothing. They scored seven points with that seven of the league, and then Purdue just storms back, scores twenty four straight, and just completely annihilates. It them. was it wasn't one of those games too where it's like you see the big teams going down, and you see the it was like a close game, you know, back and yeah. forth, and they just kind of a won. field goal game yeah, or no, something. I looked bad. No, yeah, that just looked bad. And, and look, this bad. completely just reverses that argument that we just made for them the previous week about how you know, hey, they've been kind of yeah, pre- just, looked at. You pretenders. had just hopped on the Iowa I had train. Just Cole. hopped on the train. <laughs> And they pull this. This is why I did not depend on them to be a true contender because I knew the shoe would drop at some point, Stephen. And you it just dropped. hopped on the train, though. Just hopped on the train, and Kirk now Ferentz, I'm off, baby. I want off now. I don't, I don't want to be on. I don't want to be tied to this hill anymore. I'm sorry. I I thought it could be. It could happen at one point. Nope. Nope. No. No. I'm. I Iowa is going to lose. A few more games. I was year. out. I'm out on Iowa. I'm out on them now. But I had a few more games this year. Have you seen their schedule? I mean, Stephen, you can't beat Purdue. I mean, I'm yeah, not but sure. It's, it's you're definitely not beating whoever comes out of the other side for the, in the Big Ten championship. Oh, no, whoever no. comes out on that side, they are going to get. They are going to beat them. It's they, crazy. It's crazy in the Big Ten that like their best team is going to be decided in one division. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, so they it, play at Wisconsin. I sneaky. That's that's a hairy game at Northwestern. Sneaky. Again, I don't know if any of these games are necessarily just wins. Minnesota at home. Minnesota at home. I I, I mean, Minnesota's not a good team this year. So yeah, they just beat Nebraska. 
I had them in my loser, Steve. You think I really value Nebraska? <laughs> they play Illinois at home, and they that's have Nebraska a dub in Nebraska. Or they win. play so. I mean, you know, this this game right here, the Wisconsin game, could be the decider if they finish with one loss and head to the championship Minnesota, game. Minnesota though is not like they're not they're terrible. Not, they're not terrible. They're not, they're four and two. Four and two. Terrible. I mean, they're not bad. No, you're right. They're, they're not great. And, but they're and not hey. Bad. That game has implications for that division, Minnesota. If they win out and beat Iowa, they could they still win. They lost to uh, Ohio State and who else? Um, I'm, I'm not sure who else they lose. Bowling to. Green. Bowling Green. Okay, so <laughs> there you go. So actually, Minnesota, if they win that game, they're ahead in the division. Wow. As cr- Minnesota beat Purdue. So look, you have one side in the Big Ten that's like, you know, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State. They're all just like, you know, we're the clash of the clans here. Then you have this other side. It's just a mess. Yeah, if Minnesota, you just don't know what's going to happen. If Minnesota beats Iowa, they can and win, runs the they table. Win, they can win, they the win division. that division. They win that division. I'm, I'm just telling you, there's a lot. It is not a foregone <laughs> conclusion that Iowa is set. <laughs> uh, so that that loss to Purdue is a mighty loss for the Hawkeyes, and obviously, really, I mean, because you know, with with Alabama, again, Cincinnati is the winner in this scenario. Oh no, Cincinnati's been. Have they taken dubs the last two weeks? I think with Alabama losing to Texas A and M and Iowa losing, They're, everything just, just, everything that is needing to happen for Cincinnati is for is, ha- is happening. It's happening. They're they're getting the, the you know because we say you just need miracles to happen for a and the Big Ten's going to work himself out because Michigan Michigan State in two weeks play each other. Michigan plays Ohio State. Penn State plays Ohio State. Penn State still has Everything's to play Michigan. Everything's working for them. Penn State still has to play Michigan State. So you're right. Cincinnati Michigan is State a still big has to play Ohio State. Like all of them still have to play each other. Cincinnati's just sitting home like, looking like this. Or yeah, I know. Yeah. The rest of the Big Ten, like. I, the Big Ten could beat themselves out of the playoff. They really could. They could they 100% really could. beat themselves Especially out of the playoff. Especially if Ohio State loses if again. If Ohio State loses again, if Penn State loses again, because I think like Michigan obviously is, and Michigan State are obviously undefeated. They're in good positions. But I think they're both undefeated, obviously. But they got to play each other. They have to play each other, and then they uh, both have to play Ohio State still. They both have to play Penn State still. You're, I personally yeah. think that Penn State and Ohio State are two best teams. If Sean Clifford if plays. Sean Clifford's plays. Now, if that's Sean Clifford caveat plays. if he plays. I think Ohio State's probably your best team. They're, their defense is still really bad. But their offense is just so good that it doesn't matter right now, I guess. Until they I play think Ohio it. State probably has the best loss of any team in the yeah, country Oregon. For, as well, far as a one-loss they team. They need Oregon to stop scaring them like they did with Oh, my Cal. God. Oh my so God. they need Oregon <laughs> to keep winning. Wow. Speaking but of ugly yes, games, yeah. wow. <clears throat> but, yeah, if Oregon can stop scaring them and continue to win, then, yes, that's Ohio the best State loss. by far. Of the one-loss teams right now, that's the best by loss, far. Penn State, again, I really think they win that game if John Clifford's healthy. That just murders them. Yeah, you're, that, you're, you're two Big Ten teams, Ohio State and Penn State, they probably have the two best losses and again, they have to play the teams. <laughs> I'm very excited for the rest of the Big Ten schedule. It it's going to be great. It doesn't start this week. I think it's next week. Is that the week. best conference in college football right now? Is the Big Ten I think the best? They're the, ooh, I think they're the deepest. Yes. But if you, you have the two best teams, I think most people can agree in Alabama and Georgia and the SEC. But I think – and then you have Ole Miss is teetering. But then after that, after, in the SEC, it kind of drops. drops. You have a, a big drop-off. Whereas the Big got, Ten – I think it's Alabama, Georgia, Ole Miss, Auburn, and then after that, it's just I mean, there's just some teams. Yeah, you do. You there's do just have, teams after that. Whereas the Big off. Ten, I mean, you've got Ohio State, Penn State, uh, Iowa, State, Michigan, Michigan, Michigan State. I mean, yeah, that's what I said. So I think you've got top to dudes. bottom, top to bottom, are the best. But I think you're still like the best teams are still in the SEC. Right, that makes sense. Very so you can compa- argue. Very competitive conference. We'll say that. Very, very, very competitive. competitive conference. So let's move on. I mentioned it in my uh, whiskey, but Ed Orgeron officially out after the season at LSU. So he's going to finish out the season. Very weird. Very weird situation. Very weird. I don't know if you've seen some of the reports. Have you read any of this? I've read a few. 
apparently bringing girlfriends to practice at that's O. Not apparently a good look. letting not uh, a good look. the girlfriend's kids participate in drills. Uh, just not good stuff from Edo, and obviously the coaching hasn't been good either. I think this. I think none of this comes out if the winning continues, but obviously the winning does not continue. It's also and, weird to announce this after you just beat Florida. I mean, well, I think just, they were going to do it no matter what. I think it just. Yeah, it had I think to be they pre-planned. I'm right? sure they already had the agreement in place before the Florida game. It's just, and then it just happened so that they beat Florida. This situation like, hey, is just Edo's not out. good for LSU. Not good at all. Not good at all. I, I, I see this source. I, I found a guy on from the Athletic, Pete Thamel. He wrote this, and he mm. said, "It's one of those things where no one wanted to be there. The players didn't want to play for him. The coaches didn't want to coach for him. Going oh, wow. beyond just on the field, a strained relationship seemed to form between coach and administration, rooted it between." The team management, public-private behavior, which you alluded to with the yeah. bringing the girlfriends thing, and at times distrust and outbursts. Just a lot well, he's of just a, I mean, mess Edo, in that situation. Edo's character, I mean, he is a fired-up kind of crazy guy. Right, yeah, he's very animated. And obviously, right. like I said, uh, a lot of this doesn't uh, – the stories don't come out. The, the not wanting to play for him doesn't come out if he's winning. No, absolutely winning, right. Winning yeah. changes everything. So I I don't think players necessarily from, you know, you look back at that 2019 team and his, his relationship with Joe Burrow, his relationship with, with those kind of with kids. With Joe Brady. With, with Joe Brady. Guys, right. But you look at that, like, they did not not want to play for him. They wanted to play for him. They loved him, you know. So it was like he was a lovable guy and it's completely turned. And, again, I think losing just has so much to do with that. So we did this with USC, so we'll do this with LSU. Who are your guys so I've got a list, and I want I want you to say yay or nay on the okay. possibilities. Because I I, I, Cause I wrote what down I list. did was I put guys who you call but won't take the job, and then I have guys that you call and should take the job. Okay, so I'll read you mine. Okay, Dave Aranda, Baylor, the 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 forgotten offensive coordinator at LSU. I think you could call him, but I don't think I don't think he'll take the job. So it doesn't take the job from I Baylor. I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, wow, wow. I don't think so. Why would he not? I, I don't think well, – I don't even know. So that was my first one just because he's obviously – He was a part LSU of that ties. coaching staff with Ed Orgeron. He was. That's what I'm saying. So I'm saying was – he, he, Was he defensive coordinator or was he offensive coordinator? Uh, I think he's a defensive guy. Defense, I, I think, think you're right, too. Guy. Defensive coordinator. So I, and so, I mean, I, he might have saw blood in the water first with this whole Ed Orgeron thing. So I, I don't, don't know, think though. He that might whole wanna... coaching staff got different jobs. Entire oh, coaching staff. True. So that's it wasn't true. like he was the only one to like leave. Joe Brady I, went into the I think Panthers. you can make the call, and I, I would go 50-50 on if he takes a job. Okay, 50-50. Billy Napier. Oh, 100%. You call him, and I think he takes a job for sure. He's, so? he, he's as Easy. close to Louisiana as you can get right now. Well, he so. is Louisiana. Well, <laughs> as far as deep roots, I think, yeah. I, yeah, no, you call him, and he takes the job for sure. Mel Tucker. 100%. Call him, and he, he probably would take the job. if you Better job than Michigan, uh, Michigan State, yes, for sure. for sure. Joe Brady. No. I don't. You don't you, call him. You, you call him. He doesn't take the job. He I will agree. not take the job. I agree. No. I think he's. I think if the Panthers don't screw up too much no. more, like they have been, but if they don't screw up too much more, I think he's he's in line for another uh, head coaching job. He's on the short track for an NFL, NFL head coaching coach, job, yeah. no doubt. No uh, doubt. Luke Fickle. I think you call him, but I don't think Luke Fickle takes the job. I think right I now think, he has Cincinnati where he wants him, and I don't think he wants to take. But I think let's let's say it this way: I think that if Luke Fickle does not get the call from USC. I think he would take to LSU. I, that's what I was just about to say. I think I think USC might have already. I think Luke Fickle. Fed in his ear so this about is a, that, so this is another so. one. James Franklin. I think you call him, but I don't think he'll leave Penn State for LSU. I think LSU. the only thing he would leave for is USC. Really? 
I don't think you'll leave for either There's one. There's a lot of interest, a lot of stories, a lot of rumors I've read that there's about James a, Franklin showing There's a lot of mutual that? interest is what I've read. Really? That there's a lot of mutual interest between. Okay. I think the top two USC candidates would be Luke Fickle and James Franklin. I think those are the top two USC. I think you call so, them, but I'm but this is also job. why this is also why I said USC might be drinking some whiskey because I think you can definitely make an argument that LSU is a higher tier job right now than USC. Yeah, yeah. Another thing, too, crazy to think about it. It's very obvious, but the last three coaches at LSU won a national championship. That's true. Pretty they, crazy to think yeah. about, right? Nick last Saban, Les Miles, and Ed, Ed, Ed Orgeron. They've all had pedigrees to win a so, championship. You're looking at right now, if you look at the last three coaches. Now, granted, one of them is Nick Saban. You know, Les Miles had that crazy year where he won a national championship. It wasn't like he, you know, marched him down, but he was also very close in 2012. He was. 2011. 2011, excuse me. And Edward Orgeron obviously caught lightning in a bottle in 2019. So, but, but you, you can have you say, have the facilities, say, you have the athletes. But you can basically say, if, as Nick coach LSU, I'm almost guaranteed winning a national championship. Last three, they get the athletes, uh, they get one, the dudes. Lane Kiffin, oh 100. You call him, and he probably takes the job 100. You, you, See, you I had Lane this Kiffin, discussion. who in two years has already gotten Ole Miss where they yeah. are. Better facilities, better athletes, 100. I had this discussion. I think that Louisiana obviously is a better place in mississippi for athletes athlete 100 yeah and new orleans obviously or baton rouge i guess is a probably or it is a better city than um what's old miss oxford oxford thank oxford, you i don't know yeah. why that blinked from my brain uh but i don't i mean he's built something he now has, at has but miss, there's you know? no, steven come on you're telling me if lsu with, with the money they can throw at lane kiffin that's fair the facilities and everything and it's not like it's a far move either it's not it's not far at all i mean and oh, let's just face. Let's just say like this: Lane Kiffin gets to go to LSU, the biggest rival to Alabama and Nick Saban outside of Auburn. That's true. That's true. You get to go and, and so take let me, in. Let me ask you this then. So since you you say Lane Kiffin would take it, which I'm, I'm, saying, I'm fine with, I'd, who do you think is their first call? Out of those names, because I think those were the names out of the that guys that would take the job. I I know. Just LSU's first call. LSU's first call. They say this is my. This is who I want. This similar to the Nick Saban thing with um, who was the AD at Alabama at the time? Called uh, Nick Saban a million times. Oh, Malmore. Was it? Mal- yeah, I think you were. Malmore. Right. Malmore. Yeah. Similar to Malmore saying Nick Saban's my guy. I'm not taking no for an answer. Who is LSU's Nick Saban? Not that can't be Nick Saban. <laughs> guy, the guy that would that's not going to take the job, but I think you call it, first. You can. He can call. Take the job or not. It's, it's one saying, of these two guys. Either it's Mario Cristobal or Bob Stoops. Okay. I think you call both those guys. Neither one's going to take the job. Mario okay. Cristobal is you don't rooted think... in Oregon, and Bob Stoops Mario is Cristobal, not. LSU's a better job than Oregon. Yeah, but Mar- come on, Mario. He, he, he's, if anything, he's going to take the USC job. If any, if he's going to take either of those jobs, David, come on. He's going to take the USC job, not the LSU job. And Bob Stoops is not going to come back to coaching, I don't think. But three names I think that LSU will Mario call. Mario Cristobal. Mario Cristobal, Bob, Bob Stoops, and Urban Meyer. I think they'll call all three. I don't think they even call Urban Meyer. You I just, think they you just will. Got, yeah, no, you just got out of Ed O because of like this situation well, of un- mistrust you're right. that, that and, does and everything change else. Things. And then you go into Urban Meyer of the mistrust that. That and everything. That does change things. You're right. I don't think you do that. I think USC I think USC still calls Urban. Yeah, probably so. But I don't think probably I don't so. think LSU does. Okay, good point, good point. I, 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 but I, I, I like that. I forgot about Mario Cristobal. I do like that. And then... I don't think Bob Stoops is going to come back. Though. No, they're, they're, he's not. But come on. You don't think LSU is going to at least call him? I don't. So let's put it this way. I don't think they would call him. I think they would put feelers out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think they would kind of test the waters of but other people. But for sure going to call Mario Cristobal. 
I think they would. 100%. I, I didn't even think about that, but I think so. Mm-hmm. Mario Cristobal was the one I was missing on that list. All right, so let's hurry up through this because I, I did want to talk about that because I was very interested on your take for him. Uh, Tennessee and Ole Miss, trash oh, on the wow. field. That that uh, game Tennessee, was so great to Tennessee watch. Tennessee is going to get my label of sneaky good. I, th- I, th- I, think they, good. I think they could be labeled as sneaky good. For Tough sure. out. Tough <laughs> Tough out. <laughs> you, you have so many ways to describe a team that's just, you know, just semi-good. Sneaky good. Tough out. They're going to get my sneaky good label, Tennessee is. And For sure. obviously they take Ole Miss to the wire. Uh, all it's, So I don't understand, like, the call was right. Am I stupid? Which one are you referring the to? Fourth the fourth down, the where where the trash started getting thrown on the field. So the the guy that get, when you get the first down, yeah, you're right. That, the call, that call was right. I, I think what happened for Tennessee was there was just some questionable penalties, and also that play where they had Matt Krause stripped, and I'm not sure what the what the rule was to make it to where it wasn't the touchdown, but you know where they had him stood up and they called it a forward progress. Oh well, that was it was similar to the I and know they literally took now. seven points was, off the board for Tennessee. <sighs> But he he was going forward. He was, but I mean, to me, I don't know how you, I don't know how you call that play dead. I mean, Matt Corral was still so, trying to get yards, but he was throwing forward. I I I get that, but that's the rule. You had him stood up, and you, I don't. But I don't mind that. So like, if it was like, I a, think it's if just it was an a of a lot or of if plays. it was like a like a pass interference or something like that, one of those where like you can argue really like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, this is a judgment call, and you made the wrong call. Like pass interference is one of those, or you know something like that, or a fumble where his knees down, but it's not really like where it's close like that. Where it's the rule, you're just, you're arguing the the like rule. It's, it's, right. It is yeah. the rule. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if it's someone, if it's somebody's holding somebody, and you can see his jersey being pulled, and you're going to argue it's not holding. I mean, he was holding him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he like was. It, you're right. That's the, yeah. And I agree. It's like it's. It's tough. Like that's a tough call to it's get. A very tough because call. you get those seven points. Obviously, they almost never blow that play dead either. Because just in case, they always let that play. And you roll know that out. Matt Corral is a running quarterback, he so is. obviously he can try and get those extra yards. I, I agree. He was, he was going forward. I, again, I, I, I think it's just the concept so of Tennessee just, fans were just. I just don't. I don't understand on that. I don't condone. I don't con- condone the behavior. I understand why I mean, they're upset. Honestly, I don't really hate it. Like I understand, like you can't do it, but like, no. I think it's hilarious. Especially the golf ball being thrown at Lane okay, Kiffin. Come don't on, don't hurt people. Wow. But like, I think it's hilarious. That you throw trash on the. It's your field. It's your field too. <laughs> it's literally. It's your, your field. Your cheerleaders had to go into the tunnel because you were hitting. The cheerleaders. band had to be evacuated. Hilarious, hilarious. They they sent so, half the student section out. <laughs> And the thing was, and you put in the notes, Tennessee was still in the game. I know. They were still in contention to win the game. And they were sitting there delaying their own team from trying to get the ball back. And they did. They, throw, they had know. a chance to win. What was their quarterback doing? Oh, my. Look, I, 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 I'm I, not a fan of either of these teams. But the fact that Joe Milton just literally had the biggest brain fart of any quarterback I've ever seen and ran out of bounds. After almost throwing think, the game-winning touchdown pass, did he think there was more time on the clock? Like I'm, I, I'm I, very concerned. You like, can you see him. That, you do not. First of all, you do not pass a line of scrimmage. No. And if you do, you throw that ball backwards. As soon and as if you're you tackled. are going to cross line of scrimmage, you make sure I'm making a B line. You make a B line, and then you say, zone. "You say, hey, 
left tackle over here. here I'm you throwing go. this ball backwards to you right. if I'm getting hit. You know, give yourself a chance. But you just did a fantastic job giving your receiver a chance where he it went almost makes the it catch. It went through his hands. And then the next play, you're you like. shot of Lane Kiffin, though, right after when it went through his hands? Lane Kiffin looked like he had a heart attack. Oh, yeah, happened. he did. He looked like Can he you had imagine a if they lost that game. That's, that, oh, that my Saturday. gosh. Can oh, my gosh. Can you imagine that? Oh, my uh, gosh. But, no, Joe Milton just completely has a brain fart there at the end of the, at the, end of the game. But what a great game. I mean, other than the fact that it was delayed for it was almost, a, like, I mean, what, it was a really, 20 minutes by, from the trash yeah, incident? It was, I mean, it was, it was 20. Long, it was I think there was what was there two it minutes made it left so in the game. It so good that Cole Kubik was also the, the the field reporter for that game. It was just so fitting because he was just able to make it so funny as well. So yeah. I really Ole, enjoy, Ole I really though, enjoy him Ole being Miss, the field reporter. Ole Miss so. a good team. Uh, they're not sneaky good. They are good. <laughs> they are. They Matt are Corral. Very good, yes. Matt Corral's very hard to stop. I'm very surprised that. I guess it was because there was so much build up to that game when Ole Miss played Alabama. I'm very surprised though that that wasn't the game. That I'll be interested to see Auburn and Ole Miss play because I feel like that is going to be a. I believe they both have a bye. No, they don't. Uh, Ole, Ole Miss, Miss already had LSU. their bye, so you're yes, so correct. right. You're Sorry. right. Yeah. Ole Miss had a bye before Alabama. My bad. Uh, so last thing before we move on to NFL playoff predictions, Cole. Okay. So we're, so we're playing like we're the playoff committee. We are the playoff committee. I think they okay. start next week, right? Is there yes. actual rankings? Yes. So we're going to do it a week early because we are the new playoff committee. We're the new playoff committee. I love um, it. Okay. So the, the season so ended I'll today. So season ended today. Okay. We will go right. We will go with the same categories they kind of go with, too. Obviously, Georgia. Oh, Georgia number one. Easy. Yeah, for sure. Easy. Easy, easy, easy Georgia. Easy. Resumes there. Schedule's definitely good. And then rest of the season, I mean, like they, they'll finish undefeated. So, yes, Georgia number one. Oklahoma. Yep, I agree. Number two. The 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 schedule favors them. Change quarterback. They look better with Caleb Williams. Yeah. Ohio State. I agree. I'm right with you. Ohio Ooh, State. Oh, no. Mm, I'm, gonna have to go I'm, assu- I'm assuming that they beat Michigan and Penn State, but the resume looks <laughs> but good I'm saying for Ohio This is all State. right now. This is right now. Oh, you're just saying, okay. Well, this, that's okay. how the playoff committee does it. Okay. They say right, right now. now. Okay, they say right now. now. Okay. So I'll actually change that to Oregon because okay. Oregon has the head-to-head over Ohio State. Okay. That's just so, right, so now. right now. You're this saying right Georgia, now. Oklahoma, Oregon. This is right now. Correct. Who's number four? I think you have to go with Cincinnati. But Alabama's right there. Michigan. Michigan State are both undefeated. So those are right there. Alabama's right there. But again, we're going right now. Right now. Right this second. I think you put Cincinnati in that four spot. They're undefeated. They've done what you asked. They had non conference power five opponents. You, right now, you put them in. Now, it gets really tricky. Cincinnati is going to be huge. Georgia fans come to, if both teams go into the SEC championship. Oh yeah, have to. If you're Cincinnati, Georgia has to beat Alabama. Yeah, has to. You need you need another if loss. Alabama beats Georgia. You need Oregon. Oh. You need Oklahoma to lose. because I still think that this is going to be really tough because you still have a one loss Oregon who can be a Pac-12 champion. They have a win over Ohio State. They have arguably the best win. Non-conference win. Yeah, they do. You have Ohio State or Michigan or Penn State or Michigan State that can all go one loss or less. Undefeated. Or undefeated and win the Big Ten. So you have a Big Ten champion that's one loss or undefeated. Which, which, if it's Ohio State, their their one loss is to the Pac-12 champion Oregon in this scenario. And then you have Alabama who can beat Georgia in the SEC championship. Georgia who's gone number one almost the whole way. Beat Clemson, who's not very good, but you still beat Clemson in an odd conference game. I don't think Cincinnati gets in. in no, that scenario. no, absolutely not. And no. they have Oklahoma too. But you're just saying you're just saying if you if you're a playoff committee voter right now, right voting now for, Cincinnati's for this my week, four. Cincinnati's, Cincinnati's my four. four. So you got 
Georgia, I will Oklahoma, have Georgia, Oregon, Cincinnati. Oklahoma, Oregon, Cincinnati. Because Oregon has and this is going off the playoff their implications of head to head as well. Because I think Ohio State is a mm, they might be a better team than Oregon. Oregon obviously has the head to head win though. Yeah. Oregon's also got really bad injuries to their running backs too. They're they're hurting. I think the committee values a lot with the eye test as well as as well as head to heads. I would go I, now. I based a lot of this off of I, I didn't know if you were talking about just right now. If you're talking about towards the end of the season, we can. I mean, you can. We can do that too. So I, right now, that was mine. Right now, towards the end of the season, I think it's going to be if we're going into the season. I think it's going to be Georgia. I think it's going to be. Hmm, if you keep Oklahoma there, I think I do. Because their only chance right now, to me, is Oklahoma if State. with Caleb Williams it, it, at quarterback, with Caleb Williams at quarterback, their only chance is Oklahoma State to lose. Oklahoma State, I mean, they didn't. That's a good resume game, too, for it them is, if they win it that is. game, and too. And I, I think so. they beat Oklahoma State. And then I think Ohio State's going to be the I one undefeated. Too. I was going to say, uh, I think Ohio State. I will sure. say, if Sean Clifford is back, I would pick Penn State. Now, that would be, obviously, that's, we can make heads or tails of that when that, if that time comes. But I would pick Penn State, but let's say Sean Clifford's not healthy. I'm going to go Ohio State with that. I think they're better. I don't, I mean, Jim Harbaugh is just, he's not going to beat Ohio State. You don't think so? They don't have an offense. I I don't either. So Michigan just, they have this thing where they just refuse to have an offense. Which is odd that Jim Harbaugh can't find a quarterback because he's a former quarterback. So it's odd that he can't figure out a quarterback. They just can't, they just don't have an offense. They're doomed. They're doomed to never have an offense. And you're not going to beat Ohio State with no offense. So, so, so you'd say Georgia, Oklahoma, Ohio State. Ohio and State. Then... And then I would – this is where we get tricky because I don't necessarily see Alabama beating Georgia. Now, Alabama obviously played really That's good That's what against, it would take for them to get it would that be, It would spot. be Alabama winning, beating Georgia, or if Georgia wins, then it, it, I don't think Oregon will lose. Ooh, okay. You, so don't, you, you have, think Oregon will lose? I don't think Oregon will lose. I think Oregon loses another game, so – you see, all, they just you don't saw really how bad like, they played against. Cal. They did, but again, they they are injury. They have a good riddled. game this week. They're injury riddled right now. They are now. They if are. they can get healthy, now but if they lose, if they, if they lose twice, team. they're out though. Correct. It doesn't matter about Correct. injuries or nothing. Hundred percent. Yeah. Correct. But I don't think Cincinnati. Let's put it this way. So Alabama loses to I Georgia. Don't, I don't think Cincinnati gets in over a one loss Power Five. Any of them, even if the one loss team is. Michigan State or Iowa. Who if has, Michigan State wins the Big Ten, they're one loss. They're going a one loss. Now this I, is I, I, okay. Their one loss is to Ohio State. Michigan State. Yes, but if Michigan State wins the Big Ten, then no. Ohio State wins the Big Ten. Is what I'm saying. One loss. Ohio State goes on and wins the Big Ten. I see. I was still Michigan State. Mich- Michigan State's then really? beat. They've been. They beat Michigan and Penn State, which are two better wins than Indiana, who is two and four right now, and Notre Dame. Those are better wins. You're, I, you know, that's that, that's Those true. Are you're right. Wins. You're right. You're right. Now, I let's put it. Let's let me say. Let me state this before I go on any further. And whoever the two Cincinnati fans out there get really mad at me. I want Cincinnati to go in because I think they're a really good team. I think Desmond Riller. Is, they just have is, a lot that has to happen. For they do. It's just yeah. it's it's going to be so hard. Georgia to has to beat Alabama. Georgia has to beat Alabama. You need and you only need you one need Big Ten team one to finish Big with one team loss run to finish one loss. It's because you're going to tell me if Michigan has one loss, let's say it's Ohio State, let's say it's Penn State, or let's say it's Michigan State. Is there one loss? Those are really that's that's a good loss. You that's know what I'm saying? Good point. That's a good point. Steven. And especially if it's close, I would agree with that. So you need chaos in the Big Ten. You need the Big Ten to beat each other up. You do. And then you need Oklahoma to lose to Oklahoma State. I don't. Need, I don't think you necessarily need that. You need Oregon to lose. Yeah, I mean, I think Oregon does. I, need if to I'm lose. Cincinnati, you don't need, I am rooting for 
every team that has the possibility, like if Oregon, I'm rooting them to lose the rest of the way. I'm rooting for Oklahoma to lose the rest of the way. I'm rooting for the Big Ten to tear each other up. And I think I'm the rooting only for team, I must say, I think the only team that Cincinnati is necessarily rooting for is for Georgia. To the problem, too, is that Georgia finishes undefeated. Georgia will play Cincinnati. Yeah. And if you're Cincinnati, you don't want to play Georgia. Do you first really round. want to play Georgia the first round? No. Absolutely so not. So that you no. run into that too. Yeah. But I mean just <laughs> just the fact to be invited to the party, I think Cincinnati yeah. will no, take I it. Mean, I don't think yeah. it matters. They, they about, take it either way, but I'm just take saying the invitation, no matter if you what. could <laughs> if you could avoid <laughs> playing could Georgia, a worse of course, opponent right. There, you know? Yeah, no. So I would root for even more chaos and be like, let me get to the number three spot and play whoever's number two, so that way Georgia can just and we can have a chance. It'll all work itself out, but I think I think you're right. Craziness, though. Right now, right now, I think you're right. Georgia, Oklahoma, Oregon, and then probably you know you could probably put Michigan or Michigan State probably at that fourth spot. So I'm probably saying say Michigan need, probably they probably only, teetered in that top you need, ten. You basically are rooting more. for Ohio State, yeah, the whole way because you need Ohio State basically to beat those four teams. Those four teams to some big ten is going to be there, obviously. Right, somebody's going to finish with unless, just one loss. Unless Ohio State, unless loses. they just all beat up that's on each I'm other saying. and have two that's losses. What that's I'm the saying. only thing I could see. But that could but. happen. Is what, that's what's crazy about the rest of the Big Ten. I mean, could we have they, a two-loss team get in this year if that's nah. the case? Well, it would it would have to be ultimate chaos if it's two-loss team. So Oklahoma like, would have to lose. Oklahoma would have to. I mean, that's a lot that would have that's to happen. That's what I'm saying. A lot would have to happen for possible. a two-loss team. It is possible, but I think obviously Cincinnati would get it if it's two-loss team. I think no doubt Cincinnati's in. If they obviously if they finish the season undefeated, which it looks wow. like they are. The, the resume and the ability to get in is getting you know, more we, and more I, You know, we talked about this beginning of the season. We talked about this beginning of the season. We talked about it. Uh, every sports show ever talked about it is that is college football getting too predictable? It's going to be Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Oklahoma, blah, 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 every year, right? Yeah. This could definitely be the 2007 year of Penn. Uh, if, if the Big Ten beats up on each other. Like, I think they might. They could. <laughs> they definitely could. Any of those teams, I think, can win any of those games. Wow. It's not like I, I, they're I not. It's because Ohio State's not Ohio State this year. They're just not. I mean, they're, they're offenses, but their defenses. Oof. All right, we can move on. We could, I could talk about that for that, that, the, 45 hey, minutes. This, this is going to be one of the more interesting <laughs> years of college football, it I is. think, in it a is. long time. So let's so. move on to NFL. We have week six. Um, so my first note, Falcons Saints, winners, because they didn't play. They didn't play. Bye week, they they beat the bye week. They beat the bye week. They're getting healthier, rested. I'm okay with that. Okay with hey, all we're, that. We're all good with that. Falcons and Saints winners. Okay. How are we feeling about the new owner of the Bears? You mean Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, he is. The, uh, he, he claims to be the owner. Oh, well, so, I guess he's not new because he's owned them his whole life. He's 22 and five against Chicago, so I think he can rightfully claim that owned state as his the whole owner. life. I needed Tyler here to really put uh, the Wikipedia. I don't know if you saw the page where Wikipedia literally put. Aaron yeah, Rodgers I saw that. As the owner I saw of the Bears. that. And then not only that, that they I think put, that's really old though, because I think I saw people like. Saying, well, not only that, they went and put under Matt Nagy. They put son of Aaron Rodgers oof, as well. So oof. big hit for the Bears this he, week as the trolls were out. After well, Aaron I think Rogers it's one of those won. things. And where, he didn't even play that great, and like it was a close game actually. I think it's one of those things where Bears fans get their hopes up every year just to be let down every <sighs> year. And Justin Justin Fields was just not good on Sunday either. He wasn't. We talked about this. I have a, the. I'll read this for you again. Let me Oof. see if I can find it. This is crazy. It's the Pro Football Focus's uh, ratings of the rookie quarterbacks. This is wild to me. Cole, I'll let you continue to talk about yeah, uh, no, the Bears game. No, you, you, what what you're looking up is, is just the fact that Justin insane. Fields, out of all the rookie quarterbacks, 
he's played the worst out of all of them. And this is a guy that was getting a lot of praise. And I, and I get it that the, this Bears team is not – the offense is not, you know, overly great. And, and the Bears, overly to their talented. credit, they played – I mean, until that uh, Aaron Rodgers run-in touchdown at the end of the game when he did do the I own the Bears, I've owned you for however many years, they played pretty good. All right, here's the rookie QBs. Uh, pro football focus. So this is a, obviously a recognized grading system for uh, the NFL players. You have Mac Jones at seventy nine point seven. He's Pretty the good. only one that's you know above average uh, for rookie quarterbacks. Surprisingly, you have Zach Wilson up next. Now I don't know how they grade these. I'm, I would be very interested to see their uh, criteria. It's probably based on you know opponents and it's got to be based on opponents, but still, it's got to be it's obviously got to be different things than just completion completion and percentage and whatnot. It's gotta be di- yeah. But it's got to be different because Zach. I mean, Zach Wilson's completed almost more passes the other team. That's true. His Zach Wilson's next high. at fifty nine point four, and then you have Trey Lance. So you have two rookie quarterbacks that have not performed well at two and three. Uh, Trey Lance at fifty nine. Then you have Trevor Lawrence at fifty six point eight, who has played better in the last couple of weeks, but was still really bad in the first. In the few first weeks. few, yeah, he was really bad. Yeah. Then you have Davis Mills. Davis Mills, who has been the Houston, absolutely awful. There's no other way to say it. I again, I'm very curious on their criteria. Because obviously they're they're they've got to be measuring something like, like their well, stance. Well, I mean, Stephen, now Justin their, Fields. I mean, he's had games where he had six completions. I know. I mean, so but it's not it's not hard athletic, to see how well, that was he his would first, not grade. So that was his first game under Matt starting under Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy, I'm convinced, was trying to kill him. We talked about that on this uh, when he started the next day. Uh, but when he started the next game, played really well. Where they beat the Raiders. Yeah, played really well. Yeah. And, like, he's athletic enough to make plays, and he's throwing, like, some – when he actually gets the playbook opened up, he can throw dimes. I, but I, he's last. He's below Davis Mills. It's not good. Justin Fields. It's not good. He's not – I'm not – now, I'm not saying Justin Fields is a great quarterback right now by any stretch no, of means. No, 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 But no, to no. be ranked, I'm very curious on pro football focuses thing because Zach Wilson, I would say, has been worse. Yeah. I would say Davis Mills has definitely been worse. I would say Trey Lance right now has been worse. You could probably I would I would be okay with putting uh, Trevor Lawrence above him, Mac Jones I would put above him, but then I would put him probably third above those guys. Pro Football Focus, what are you doing? I, I look. You're okay with that? You're okay with putting Zach Wilson and Davis Mills, maybe and not, Trey Lance? Maybe not Davis Mills and Trey and Trey Lance because I don't even know if Trey Lance should be rated ahead of Trevor Lawrence. But I mean, Stephen again. Depending on their criteria and the way the way they're grading it, it might be that way because it's based. on... I really the, want to know their criteria because this is. I mean, that's insane. It could be factoring in when you're blitzed versus when you're not versus your opponents you play. They've got to be looking at some deep, 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 that has deep to be analytics. Some very deep what are they analytics. Like hand size it, so or something. What's going on here? I, I don't. I'm not sure, but <laughs> obviously we don't we don't disagree with number one, Matt Jones. No, obviously, he's, the best he's been the best of and, the rookie class. So and that's far. just not just from you know. We're, we're Alabama, Auburn, UAB guys here, so obviously we're going to hope that they do the best right, out of anybody for sure. in, the, in the NFL. But that's not just – I mean, he's – the completion he's percentage. Been, he's been better. And he played, he played good against the Cowboys this past week. Uh, finally were, was able to throw multiple passes of 10 yards plus. I, I guess Josh McDaniel and Bill Belichick finally decided to start throwing yeah, deep. Yeah, and the, right? and the, and the um, almost at the Falcons. The Patriots like to lose close games, too. I've, I've noticed that. But, yeah, they I think do. Mac Jones has definitely been the best rookie so far. Granted, he's in the best situation, and he's probably he was probably oh, yeah, the most pro-ready sure. pro going into the season anyways, playing at Alabama and winning that national championship, playing these big games and everything. But, yeah, by far the best so far. But I would put Trevor Lawrence second. 
probably. Uh, and then I, I think you could do that. And yeah. then I might put Fields. No, I don't. I don't know. Trey that. Lance hasn't been good. Uh, see, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 Davis Mills has been terrible. I think Zach Wilson's definitely been better than Justin Fields. <sighs> he had a four interception game, five interception games. I know, I know, but uh, again, four th- or five. That was also against the Patriots, though. A good defensive team. On the road, I, I'm sorry, Stephen. I'm gonna give the nod a he little had bit. Two to, interceptions a week before that, three actually. Okay, two after. But at, at least I Another can see some week. progress from Zach Wilson. He has Justin, not had a game where he has not thrown an interception. You're right. I, it, That's but, crazy. But, but, but we're six at, weeks in. Okay, can you, <laughs> but can you make an argument that the Jets are a way worse situation to be in than the Bears? Yeah, I can make that argument. You can so make Justin that Fields has a lot more things to work with him. He has an offensive-minded coach. The yeah. Matt Nagy, though, you can say offensive-minded coach. He was never able to utilize Mitch Trubisky. No. And now, well, now I'm not saying – now, uh, that is not to say Mitch Trubisky is another worldly quarterback, but he was never able to put Mitch Trubisky in a situation to help Mitch Trubisky. Let's put it that way. be successful, right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And he the first week he showed that he was not able to put Justin Fields in a situation where Justin Fields was able to be successful. Yeah. So – we can argue. I, I would say that uh, Robert Salah is a better coach than Matt Nagy. Now the Jets, not they just don't have a good roster. The Bears have a better roster, but the Bears still. I mean, they have one really good receiver, and you can make the argument that Darnell Mooney is coming into his own, but he's unproven. You have a little. You might have better receivers at in on the Jets. You have Allen Robinson, who is like that's proven good, good receiver. Jameson right? Crowder, I mean, not for the Bears. No, I'll, I'll, talking I'll about for the Jets. Jets. Do they have uh, who else? They have they have another um, Jameson Crowder, and then um, I, I man, I can't. I'm, I'm name dropping right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm blanking as well, but I. I think you could be close to making that argument. I mean, I I, I think see. the Bears definitely have some better. Sp- you know, skill players and definitely. And the, the Bears also, their sure. offensive linemen, I mean, their left tackle is like 42. And they had to get him off the street. That's what I'm saying. I, I the, So that Corey Davis, that was the other one. Jameson Corey Crider. Davis, okay. Well. Denzel Mims, Keelan Cole. I mean, they don't have great people. Right. Well, so. I, so but, but you can make similar arguments to that. I, oof, I just. So the, so the Bears again, are kind of in a situation where they're. They're trying to figure out what, what, what to do moving forward as far as how to improve that football team. And now we move to a team that's really, you know, kind of tailed off and some expectations from last season. The Dolphins lose to the Jags. The Jags, are, I mean, obviously were my winners this week because they won the game. But Tua and the Dolphins, they're just reeling right now. Not not a lot of progress moving yeah. forward. Tua plays well, even though with 329 yards passing, two touchdowns. Yeah, but he, he did have that bad interception. Jalen Waddle has 100 yards receiving, and it looks looks pretty good. But the defense for the Dolphins, which was which is what you know Brian Flores' calling card was, is no longer a thing. It seems like they cannot run the football. Miles Gaskin in that running game has just been virtually nothing for the Dolphins. And so you look at they 70- also didn't really try to establish the run. Two is thirty three for forty seven. So you ask him this, is, which is crazy to me. That's the craziest part is that coming off of an injury, coming off injured reserve for Tua, you, you ask say, him to throw throw forty seven times. times, right? Yeah. And granted, like you said, their their run game wasn't anything special. They had 77 yards on 20 carries, but that's not like we've seen much worse rushing stuff. And granted, those were from four different running backs and, or three different running backs, including Tua. It was 22 yards rushing as well. Yeah. So Tua was by far their best rusher. But 
I I don't think you can put it on Tua. It's obviously more on the defense than anything else. But this is a ten win. This was last year a ten win Dolphins team. Exactly. This and they won one playoff team. And the one game they beat was the Patriots in Week One. And I will say that Tua played well. He had that his interception was really bad. And there's a couple times where he could have gotten the first down and threw the ball incomplete instead of just moving, Not you know, good. three yards, you know. Yeah. So uh, my question to you, Cole, and I, I wrote this down in our uh, preview of the show, is is, is two of the guys, are, are we searching, will the Dolphins be searching? Because, you know, we've, we've had all this talk, and obviously it's not necessarily a, a quick fix because it's Deshaun Watson, and that's not, you know, necessarily, who knows if he's ever going to play again. But, you know, there's been so much talk circulating there. That trade, is two of the guy, or did the Dolphins try and get somebody else? And, they, and even right. the Dolphins are 1-5, and five and they owe their, if it's a pick from 1-5, to five, they owe it to the Eagles. So they won't, they can't, it's not even a fix of like next year, you yeah. know? Yeah. I I think you definitely have to make some offseason moves if you're the Dolphins, but is two of the guy probably not. But, he but, hasn't but, but shown... I don't think you've gave him a fair shot with the team that you put around him just quite yet. The offensive line's been kind of shaky as well. So is he the guy? Maybe not. Probably not. I mean, he is kind of injury yeah, it's prone. One of those, and... It's one of those things too where it's if you're the guy for the Dolphins, especially like go go win us some games, and Tua hasn't shown anything where he's gonna go win you some games. You know, now he hasn't necessarily played terrible, but he hasn't played great. Yeah. And I think the Dolphins were hoping that he would play great, and, and he, he hasn't, hasn't shown it yet. Yeah, he has not shown what he showed at Alabama as as a Heisman runner. Not trying to make a... excuses for him. He definitely needs to play better. He's underperformed as of late. But I mean, let's not act like the Dolphins have just this. Great football team. No, they do not. I'm not saying. But Swap Mac Jones and Tua. You think Tua has pretty good success with with Bill Belichick and the Patriots? I mean, come on. Probably. I I think so. And I don't think that similar to the what they did to Tua last year. I don't think that the Dolphins open up the playbook for Mac Jones either. So maybe it's a little bit on the coaching. Is just open up some play calling and 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 do do something better here. Give him the chance to prove that he is the guy or not. Is my is my point. So big win for the Ravens this past weekend. They curb stomp the Chargers. Are the Ravens the best team in the NFC? Uh, mm, Five and one. They have some good. I wins. mean, right now, they beat yeah. The I mean, they, resume wise, they're the best team. Chiefs, Raiders, Colts, Chargers. Yeah, resume wise, they're the best team. But and they have sixteen players on the injury. I reserve. still 16. think that your pick, the Bills, is are they, that they're the best roster and probably are the best team in the AFC. Bills just come off the loss though, the Titans. They they did, but I mean, I mean, it's a seventeen game season, it Stevens. Is. I mean, I mean, I mean I, the, the Ravens are going to lose another game or two probably by the end yeah, of the year too. So I mean, it's, but man, the real defense. question is Lamar going to the playoffs because that's where their success has kind of been diminished is in the playoffs is performing against the best of the best week in and week out. Can the Because the Ravens have had a couple of games this year where they haven't started so right. well in the first half. You can't do that nope. against a good football team. You know, I will say against this, the Chargers, they played well the entire game. I so. will say this about the Ravens, though. Lamar Jackson, for all his downfalls in the playoffs, this is the first year where he's throwing the he's ball. He's answered the bell. His, 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 it's similar to that Josh Allen. I think I talked about it when they beat the, the glow Colts. The glow-up year. Yeah, it's 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 his accuracy year. It's yeah. he's deciding that he can actually throw the ball accurately and down the field and make the passes when he needs to make the passes, which has always been his downfall. And in the John playoffs. Harbaugh and the Ravens' offensive staff trust him. I mean, at this point, he has to. He might be him and um, Kyler Murray, probably the two MVP front. I think so too. Uh, think so so moving on to that, Kyler Murray are the Cardinals' best team in the NFC, undefeated, six and zero. 
Again, resume-wise, you have to say so. They went and beat the the Rams. They I mean, beat the Browns they, they beat last the Browns. weekend. Which is, the mean, Browns are sneaky good. Tough out. <laughs> Again, resume-wise, yes, the Cardinals are the best team. I would still say that the Cowboys and Bucks are close. Yep. I still think roster-wise, those are two really good football teams. But I think by as far as resume goes, yeah, you got to say the Cardinals are the best I, team. I, th- I think so as well right now. Um, again, I'm still feeling okay about my Rams Bills. I think, yeah, I think feeling Rams okay. Bills is good. I mean, I think you could make a case for a lot of teams. There's a the, the NFL is in a really good place. There's a yeah. lot of teams that that, that well, are the NFL, really good. The NFL is it's 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 so different from college football in that you can have well, it. We've in had the, years where the in the NFL not not last year, but I'm, I'm talking about in past years where it was pretty much like you know decided two yeah. or three teams they were the best teams and they were going to get the AFC though is really deep. We thought it was the Chiefs and everybody else, but now it's the Chiefs. I would still put the Chiefs near the top. The Chiefs are still when a you good have Patrick team. Mahomes, right. you still you, you can't, still respect them for you, sure. The Chargers, the Bills, Chargers. the Ravens, yes, uh, the Chiefs. We already mentioned. Um, I, 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 think, think, I think those are your teams for sure. I feel like there's one more, but I, I'm blanking. And then uh, the Titans, four and two, sneaky good, sneaky good. <laughs> Cool. Able, able to win, able the to big win game, the big games. That's, but that also matters, able though. to play down and That's lose true. teams they shouldn't. Well, so. so they lost the Jets. That was their bad loss. That's like I would loss. say that was their bad Very loss. Bad loss. But yeah. they were missing their two top they were. receivers. They were. So That's Ryan tough. Tannehill didn't have his receivers That's to throw tough. to That's for sure. Tough. And Zach Wilson actually played good for the first time. He did. He so did. <laughs> he did. Yeah. <laughs> Who's expecting that? Not me. Uh, and then I think in the NFC you have the Cardinals, the Rams, the Bucks, the Packers. I mean, there's probably nine or ten teams that you could see. You could you tell could yourself. You could make a case. You could tell yourself they win can win the Super Bowl. Right. They have the roster. They have right. the coaching, everything else. So, I agree. yeah, I, I think you're right. I But, you know, it's it's very different from college football where it's like Alabama and Georgia. Well, I don't know. This year, I mean, you, That's true. you, you might could make a case That's true, for about five to seven teams if you look for at, Especially football. for betting-wise, if you look at the NFL lines, if it's over 10 points, it is surprising. Like, that is, like, a very favorite team. Whereas you have Alabama yeah. just this weekend alone against a sneaky good Tennessee team. They're 24.5-point favorites. Like, you just don't see that in the NFL, you know? So let's go ahead and move on to that. Speaking of that game. Speaking of that game. So we'll move into our games. We'll move quick through this because we'll we talked a lot about recaps. So we'll, let's try to move quick through this as we go. Tennessee at number four, Alabama. Alabama's a 24.5-point favorite. Um, also, we just need to touch on that I actually did was right for my Kentucky covering. You uh, you were correct. Hey, for the, hey, for the first time betting against Georgia it as might, far as the cover, it might, you got it. It might have happened in the final so two seconds. So me and Tyler have to bite the bullet and give our crow here. It might here. have happened in the final two seconds, but hey, Steven got the cover with it, the last two seconds. I just wanted to mention seconds. that. So he got it. He got Finally it. Finally right. You're right. Now I can stop talking about it <laughs> and just never pick either way again. I, don't, I, don't, I think the rest of the year I think you'd be – very I don't want. I just don't. I don't. Want, I don't even want to. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Bama twenty four and a half. Ah, I'll take Bama. Oh yeah, twenty four and a half. Yeah. That's still a lot of points. No, no, Alabama will. Tennessee's roll. offense for the first time in a really long time good. Good offense for they're, the first time. They're, in a really they're long pretty time. good, but the quarterback situation is going to be kind of hairy because I don't know if. Uh, what is his name? You just said it earlier, and you. Well, Joe Milton's going to start. But uh, I'm talking about the guy that's that that got hurt last week against Ole Miss. Is his know. name? Uh, is the transfer from Virginia Tech? Is it? Uh, Give me one second. Hern, Hern. Justin Blackman. Wow, I I wish it was Justin Blackman, but no, I, I'm not. Who, who is it, Stephen? Come on, Hooker. Hooker. 
Yeah. So Hinden Hooker. Hinden Hooker. Yeah. So he got hurt. So we're, we don't know what his status is for the album, the game. I saw where I, he assuming, got hurt. Yeah. Assuming that he doesn't play if Joe Milton starts, this is not going to be good for Tennessee because Milton at the beginning of the year was just bad. Well, Milton also ran out of bounds, just not getting Yeah. Him so, so you obviously don't want that guy starting. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I think Tennessee makes a push in the first half, kind of makes Alabama sweat maybe a little bit, but in the end, Bama covers and they win 45 7. This will be a big tell if Alabama will still keep up the pressure like they did against Mississippi State if they keep that mindset going. They're at home, they're, too. I mean, it's again, a night game. Again. Under the lights. It goes into yeah. will Alabama keep their mindset going or I will think this so. be a I think step the intensity back again? will still be there. Number so. 10, Oregon at UCLA. This is crazy. UCLA is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I cannot believe that UCLA was a favorite in this game. Uh, I would take Oregon just straight up. Call me crazy, Steve. Take UCLA? I am taking UCLA. Okay, I like it. I, I like think it. that the rushing attack from UCLA is just going to be proved way too now, much. Oregon has not played good the last two weeks. I will. Let, let me check if Oregon is actually playing their running back because that's been their their hurting. Their hurting spot has been their running back game. They've lost like four running backs. Crazy. It's it's true, but I I just think that right now UCLA is probably is just playing better football. I think Oregon has really struggled these last two weeks against Cal and then obviously the overtime UCLA had a chance though so. to didn't UCLA lose to Stanford too though? Uh they've Who lost, they lose they've to? lost they two lost games bad. this year. They've lost they lost to Fresno State. That's who it was. And they lost the to one. maybe Arizona State? Ari- yes. Okay. Arizona State. Which Arizona State's been, oh, you know. Arizona State whooped them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Arizona State whooped them. They, they, they played and, bad that game. They played bad. But Yeah, I, I'll go Oregon straight up, even without the running backs. I think that Oregon has something to play for, you know, a little bit more than I UCLA. I think they do. I think they do. And I think and, UCLA has a chance to play spoilers. So, cause I, I think true. if they if, if Oregon loses true. the game, that effectively well, go, puts them out. I'll go Oregon straight up. You'll go UCLA That's minus it. the points. Yes, Okay. Sir. Cool. LSU at number 12, Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Now, this is a weird game because LSU could still be kind of playing. You still have the players. Now, you just gave me those reports. That kind of takes us back from what I was going to say. But I was going to say maybe the players still play for Edo, just kind no. of finishing out the season. No, I don't they think did so. In, they did in the Florida game. Oh, well, yeah, but that now, was before maybe, all these reports say, came maybe out. The reports that was before came all out the, the blood like came that. out of the water. Yeah, now it's out. Yeah, after those reports, you know, before those reports, you told me I would have probably taken Ole Miss to win. All this came out. Now. I would have probably taken Ole Miss to win, LSU to cover. But the now, cat's out I'll of the take, bag at this point. I'll take Ole Miss no. to to cover the nine and a half. I have Ole Miss too. Forty eight thirty. I think it's a high scoring game, but I think Ole Miss. Matt wins. Corral's hard to stop yeah, right now. No. Clemson. This I wrote this game down because Clemson's a. Uh, when's the last time Pitt has been favored over Clemson? Clemson at number twenty three. Pitt. Pitt is a minus three. Now this is. Weird game because this, this is two home teams this is, is heading in totally different yeah, directions. Yeah, this is home field. Pittsburgh's only got one loss this year to Western Michigan. Crazy. Pitt's also, this, I mean, the three points is the home field. That's the home field. So it's yeah. basically a pick It's a pick game. Just home yeah. field. Kenny Pickett for, for Pitt <sighs> has been playing phenomenal. So He's you're got, taking Pitt? Oh, 100%. Taking, Pitt, Pitt's going to win this game. They're the better team right now, Steven. They got a better offense. They can score points. Clemson's going to lose their third game of the year this Saturday. And I I cannot believe... Clemson, Pitt is playing a lot better than Clemson. They're playing so much better. No doubt about it. Clemson probably has better players. They're just not playing well. They they you know may saying? have the better players, but Steven, they are not playing like the better team. Oh. Pitt is playing 
way more efficient football than Clemson. I, Clemson. I can't, I can't, I can't bet Pitt as a favorite in that game. I got Pitt covering. Pitt as favorite. Now, if Pitt was an underdog, I might go Pitt, but no, no, I don't like that. It's and, and, and the fact that it's in Pittsburgh too. It is, but uh, again, no. it's a pick 'em. That literally the three points is. Because I think. I think. I don't think Clemson's team is even motivated anymore. I think. I think that this this team is just. You think so? No. This is a two loss I mean, team motivated. already. Steven. They have no playoff aspiration. They barely have any chance of getting uh, to the ACC championship. If they I lose don't, this game, they're out for sure. Let's say this. I don't like this game. I don't like it. I don't like it for the spread. If you're if you're a better, I think you stay away from this game for sure. But I mean, I if, if you're asking me, I, I'll take Clemson. I'll take Clemson. Same same similar to Oregon. Okay. Like Oregon, UCLA should not be favored. Pitt until Pitt proves me otherwise should not be favored against you, Clemson. You have a quarterback who has is twenty one and one is touchdown to look, interception ratio. Look, Steven. look, look, Pitt. Has this guy is playing great. If great. If, if they playing don't lose that game great. to Western Michigan, they're undefeated. Kenny, Kenny, they're undefeated. Kenny Pickett might be in the Heisman race, but they did. <laughs> early in the season, it's early true. in the season, it's true. It's true. I ah. I like Pitt. I like the Panthers. I don't. I don't like my pick, but I'll go with Clemson. I can't. I can't, I just can't. Rice at UAB. UAB is a twenty-three is an point one. favorite. I I mean, so yeah. I went. I went wrong last week. I said UAB was going to play down the competition. They didn't. They uh, curb stomped Southern Miss. Yeah. Southern Miss. I almost said. UTSA for some reason. <laughs> I, uh, I, I wish I wish yeah. that was the case. I wish. We'd be having a different conversation uh, yeah, on the show right now. UAB's at home. It's homecoming. They're playing the Children's Harbor. Yeah. Children's Harbor game, too, for UAB. Mm-hmm. They always uh, seem to play well in that game. So I will take UAB and the points. I will take UAB and the points. Listen to this stat. Rice's defense is currently averaging, allowing 40 points per game. That's a lot of points. UAB is going to have a field day on this team, Stephen. If they run the ball, they can name their score on If they run the ball like they did against Southern Miss, it's going to be a, it's going to be a butt whooping for sure. Yeah. Can of, open it up a can of uh, whoop a. <laughs> I love uh, it. Falcons at oh, well, moving on to NFL. Sorry, I didn't even preface that. Moving on to NFL, uh, our games here. Falcons at the Dolphins, the struggling Dolphins who we just talked about. And the Falcons aren't necessarily not struggling, but hey, they just beat the Jets and they had a bye week and they beat the bye week. That's a win. That's a W. I'm counting them as three and three, even though they're two and three. Uh, Atlanta's a two and a half point favorite. That's the most. That's the most Falcons fan thing I've ever I gotta, heard in my life. I gotta you gotta count, count the wins where I you have can, to count right? The bye weeks. Put a W goal. next to the. Bye I gotta week. count those as wins. <laughs> Atlanta's a two and a half point favorite. Miami's struggling. I like Atlanta. Look, the Falcons look good. Dolphins did not, but I like the home team in a slight upset, Steven. Hey, maybe the I'll maybe the, the Dolphins fins. turn around. Maybe the Dolphins turn the around. That kills them that they lost the Jags, though. It, I think that, it does. That hurts. I think that it does, hurts. but I think they bounce back. I got the Fins close. I can't believe. Close. I thought they allowed the a bye week to the the London teams after a week after. I guess I'm wrong. Did they allow a bye week before? Maybe so. No. I'm not sure. No, the Jacks. No, the could, no. Before. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I thought they always did a bye week. Interesting. I don't oh, know. Definitely Falcons then. Dolphins coming back. Uh, I mean, not a short week, but a short week compared because of the travel. Yeah, Falcons. Give me Falcons. Chiefs at the Titans. The, the I just talked about Titans. Sneaky good. Sneaky good. Chiefs are a five point favorite. I could not believe they're a five at point Tennessee. favorite yeah. at Tennessee. I could not mm-hmm. believe that. I'll go Tennessee just for that spread. Now, I, actually, I'll go Kansas City wins, but they win close. I'll do the three. So I'll go this route. Titans are on a short week. Both teams give up a ton of yards through the air. Not neither team defend the pass very well, but the Chiefs just barely cover. They win and just barely cover. Okay, okay, you have the Chiefs covering. I like it. Bengals at the Ravens. The Bengals tough out. 
Now, I, I actually buy that, that. They are a tough out. They're act, they actually are sneaky Ravens good. Are you say that for a lot of teams, but the Bengals actually are sneaky Ravens good. Ravens are, are six-point sure. favorites. I like the Bengals because I like. I think the Ravens just To kinda, win or just to cover? I think I like the Bengals to win, and this is why. The, the, hear me out. Hear me out. This is why. I think the Ravens could possibly be the, the best team in the AFC. That's why I Try brought that up to you. Sure. I think they definitely could. But the NFL especially, it's so hard to, to win – Consistent games, right? Yeah, it's hard to win consistently. Right. You know, you, you're still every it's a team. seventeen game season, so and anybody every team, can be anybody. Again, so you have Sunday, the Bills sure. that I would have said would have definitely won Monday night. They lose. I think this is the game that Ravens just slip up a little bit. Now it's not. I don't think the Ravens look bad in this game. I don't think this is like a, a an ass whooping by the, the the Bengals, but I think the Bengals win. I think the Bengals sneak up on the Ravens a little bit. And and they win. Lamar's five and zero against the Bengals. So I'm not going to bet against them. I think the Baltimore wins this game. There you go. We're going to be sure. we're going to be against each other in all NFL picks. Bears at the Bucks. Surely you don't have the Bears winning. Come on. I do not have the Bears winning. No. Okay. Uh, then we 13, agree on one. Thirteen's a lot of points though for NFL. We just talked. To, I just talked about it earlier. You, uh, is it like, a lot of points? But though, double with digits. Facing, I mean, double digits. Is one a lot. team scores a lot of points. The That's other true. team doesn't score hardly any. That's true. Any. But the Bears' defense is their strong suit, and thirteen's a lot of points. I tell. I'm taking the Bucks and the cover. I, I I think going with with them this being the game before the, their trip to New Orleans. I think this is one of their best games they play all year. Yeah, I'll go with the Bucks, but. I, it's similar to the Clemson. I don't like it. You don't I'll like it, but you're going to take the box. I'll take the bucks and the okay. points. Saints, your Saints. Monday at, night football game. At the Seahawks, Monday night football game. What a gross Monday night. Not because of the Saints, but because of Geno Smith. Like, oh, yeah, I Back-to-back back prime if, time if, for if the Seahawks. If it was Jameis versus Russell Wilson, yeah. I think it's a better back matchup. Back-to-back back prime time for the injured Seahawks. Geno Smith starting for the Seahawks. I, I mean, they played as well as they could probably against the Steelers with the backup quarterback. I mean, I, I like the Saints. Minus five. The Saints are the better team right now, and they're twelve and six after coming off the bye under Sean Payton. So oh, if if, if Jameis avoids the big turnover, Saints cover for sure. I like them. All right. So moving on after our picks, we got some playoff baseball to talk. So uh, the Astros and the Red Sox. I will go ahead and say that so far. Now, obviously, they lost. I believe in the it's the top of the ninth. They got beat on Tuesday night. Got beat top of the ninth, and then they play Wednesday night again. Ah, uh, I mean, I'll currently say, in progress right now. Currently I believe, in progress. I believe, I believe the the Astros are up as well. It's tied two to two. Currently tied two to two. The, wow. Oh, oh no, no that, that changed. No, no. I meant tied. Tied the, the series is tied. The Astros two to two. are the Astros up. Are up. Nine, Nine to one, one in the bottom of the ninth Holy right now. Holy cow. Uh, so I was going to say, my point was going to be that the Red Sox are a team of destiny, especially after watching them hit. I don't, I don't think the team of destiny that really fits it right now, Steven. I think you're, it's looking yeah, pretty bad. The grand slams in back-to-back games. Two grand slams in one back-to-back innings, and then the grand slams in back-to-back games. Uh, and then they win both of those, and then now they're looking like they're going to go down three games to two. Yeah. So not good. So here's... You love your little stats. Okay. Here's the stats for you. The Astros have scored 22 runs this series. 18 of those a lot of runs. have been with two outs in the inning, Stephen. Wow. That is crazy. And this is the third time the Red Sox have been tied 2-2 two and two in the ALCS. This is the seventh time since the seven-game format was installed that a series has been tied 2-2. The winner of Game 5 has gone on to win the series every time. That's Except... Crazy. For the 2017 Yankees, who lost to, you guessed it, the Astros. <laughs> I'm just saying, the numbers right now are pointing to 
the Astros are going to win this series. Okay, I like it. I like it. I've got some stats that I'm going to read out to you for our next segment. I think the Astros are going to win. Now, 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 going into this, like I said, Red Sox look like Team of Destiny vibes with the the – their bats are on fire. Kiki Hernandez, you could not find a hotter hitter in baseball than him. But yeah, uh, the Astros are just too talented. They're yeah. just too talented. The Red Sox, their 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 luck and their destiny just kind of ran out in the in the ALCS. I think so. Uh, think but so. hey, they beat the Rays and they I beat the Yankees. I think for so. a lot of the misfortune to a lot of baseball player uh, fans, I think the Astros are probably going to win the World Series. Yeah, it's, it's they're a good team, man. They're just good. They're really good. They're just really good. Uh, all right, so my ne- the next one, the Braves obviously are in a series with the Dodgers right now. They play tonight at eight oh eight. We are recording this on Wednesday for those people that are watching on Thursday because that's when we're putting this out. Uh, first thing we got to talk about, Bill Plaschke. Our guy. Oh gosh. Our guy Bill Plaschke. He is the, a LA the man Times. behind the keyboard. <laughs> he is an LA Times reporter. Man, oh man, has he made some Braves fans mad. Man, oh man. So he goes into Which one uh, was more offensive? Just the uh him calling out the fans or him calling the tom the fake tomahawk say, and saying so he it was says, so quiet. <clears throat> so I don't have the tweets in front of me, but I will paraphrase for all the listeners out there who didn't read the tweets. So Plaschke uh goes into game one says that the fans are not excited. It is dull. It is an Atlanta shopping center, is what he calls the stadium. and Or Atlanta's shopping mall, I think. The deteriorated yeah, I what he Atlanta shopping yeah. mall. And then he said that uh, the fans, after the lights went out in the stadium, did the racist tomahawk chop with using their uh, lights on their cell phones. And it yep. said it got his blood boiling. <laughs> got the blood and, boiling. Uh, yeah, basically said that the fans are more excited for Waffle House than anything else in the game. And, uh, yeah, he has uh, kind of had to... Did you see Waffle House tweeted out and said, Go Braves? I did. Do you see Peter wow. Moylan, who is a... Uh, I believe he's a writer. I believe he's an ESPN writer for the Braves. I think he so, has yeah. been having a day with Plashke <laughs> since the Braves are up 2-1. to one. Uh, They were up 2-0, but he's been having... Oh, man. Uh, he, he's been tweeting him about Waffle House. He has been saying Waffle House on me. He is saying, How do you like that, Plashke? He, uh So it's been an all-out oh, war man. on Twitter. It, can uh, you imagine if the Braves win the series? The Braves, what what if the Braves life's going to be series, like for Bill Plaschke? If the Braves win the World Series, let's put it that way. If the Braves win the World Series, low-key Cole, I might buy a pearl necklace. Oh, for for Jocktober? Low absolutely. Low-key. <laughs> might so do it. Speaking of Jocktober. I, I, absolutely. Jock Peterson. He's the first player to homer in the LCS against a team he reached the LCS with since. You're cheating. I saw you look. <laughs> Since Manny Ramirez, you can't go. Oh, I wonder who it is. I'm since, sorry, I'm bad. I just, I just, I started reading. Since, I was like, like, oh, he's gonna ask me what this since, is. Okay. He's the first ho- person to homer in the LCS against the team he reached the LCS with. Since Manny Ramirez did so with the Red Sox against the Indians back in 2007. Very nice. Very nice. We'll also talk about the Braves. They're the fourth team in MLB history to win games one and two of a postseason series via a walk off. So they had bet walk-offs in games one and two. Okay. Uh, Eddie Rosario walked it off. He is the fifth player in postseason history with a four-hit game, including a walk-off hit. Mm. So great, great play by there. for the Braves. Lots of stats going on for that. The the Braves, every game has been exciting. Even the, the Braves just lost uh, the one Tuesday night um, by a pretty much just How do we fire. see that series moving forward? <sighs> Bull, announced bullpen pitching night for the Wednesday night game. You assume that Max Freed probably will be this, on the mound. This is setting next up. Game. This is setting up to be a perfect Atlanta letdown. Right. Letdown. Yeah. Setting up perfectly for it. 
you go up 2-0, you're saying, okay, maybe this series is a little bit different. We're winning the games that we normally lose. Like normally the Braves definitely lose the heartbreakers. You go into game three, you're up 5-2. to two. It's the bottom of the eighth inning. You're up 5-2. You to lose two, that one. And you allow four runs in the bottom of the eighth inning. Mm. Now, going in, if the Braves win that game, and, and it, watching that game too, the Dodgers had all the momentum in the first inning. The Braves come back. They end up scoring in the fourth, four runs in the fourth inning and a run in the fifth. And then the Dodgers, after that first inning, they could not hit. I mean, they could barely get a hit. They couldn't do anything offensively. It was almost one, two, three almost it's every time they went took the up. life out of the Braves, I feel like, that loss. They, like, the Dodgers looked like it, it took the life out of them going into the eighth. Like, if you they were showing players, obviously, and everything. It looked like they were hopeless. And then they just go off in that eighth inning. And, man, did it take some momentum out of the Braves. It took the wind right out of the sails So, Braves, after that, sure. I think the Dodgers went in seven. I think the Braves won another. And then I think the the Dodgers went in seven to be the perfect heartbreaking Atlanta loss. I don't even think it gets to seven games. You think the Dodgers went in six? I think the Dodgers are on pace to run four <laughs> games in a the row. The Braves are up two to one, people. By the way, why is we're talking about this? But as Braves fans, I think we can attest that this is uh, this I, is I the mean, perfect. I mean, hey, I, I I hope the the game goes differently, but I feel like we've seen this script too many times. Seen it before. Seen, seen it, it before. before but so. yep, we both have the the Braves losing sadly, sadly. very sadly. But hey. If they win, I'll have some pearls. So there exactly. We uh, so moving on, I think we need to at least talk about the NBA's back. They have opening night last night. Yep. NBA tip off: the Lakers play the Warriors, and the Bucks play the Nets. Uh, the Bucks come out hot off the championship season, Very dominant good. against yep. the Nets, who they had that great seven-game series with in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think the the Bucks should still be the East favorite until proven until proven otherwise. Now I know obviously the Nets might you can argue they have a more talented roster with everybody, but hey, they don't even have Kyrie playing. No, I don't know what that's how that situation is going to work. We don't know what's what's going to happen with that for sure. Um, but yeah, the Bucks, the, the Nets had the lead for one point during the game. It was the first bucket of the game, and after that, the Bucks led the entire game. The rest, of yeah, the game. you made an interesting point, Cole. So. Steve Nash taking his players out. Oh no, I, I didn't understand that. Yeah. You're still in the game with four minutes to go, and he pulls all the starters. You're only down 13. Very, very odd. And very in the odd. NBA, where it's so three-point heavy, with the, which the Nets are capable of doing, you have KD going off for 32 points, very capable of leading a team back in just four minutes. Maybe, maybe it was help things. Maybe out. they were just they he was just not risking it. And Mike Budenholzer did not take his stars out. Still had Giannis out there. No, yeah. So I mean, you essentially were just know. giving the game know. away. That's very weird. Very, Very weird. weird coaching move. I'm, uh, I'm not sure then, I understand what that was all about. Then you about. have the Lakers losing to the Warriors, uh, despite a big game from AD and LeBron, uh, and a bad game from Stephen Curry. Now, who would have thought, if you go into that game, you say, LeBron and AD combined for 60, I think it was 67 points, and then you have Steph Curry go 5 for 21, I believe is what he was, and the Warriors win. Who would have guessed? You have, and, and you can but touch on... But if you on, had told me that the, the Lakers struggled like they did from the free throw line so badly and that Russell Westbrook was 4 of 13 from the field, I could 13, see why. 4 of 13, I think he had 4 rebounds, 4 assists, and 4 turnovers. It's a lot of 4s. That's... 8 points. That's not good enough, Steven. For a guy who got 35 minutes of play, for a guy, that's just not For good a guy enough. also, his plus minus is minus 23. It's in this not game. Good. That so, is, that's bad. That's that, very bad. That by itself, I think, lost the game for the Lakers. But late game free throw shooting, that is the two biggest things. The, the, the thing that's going to keep the Lakers from winning the title, free throw shooting and health. Yeah. 
we can do, as I say, we can do overreaction Wednesday if we wanted to about, hey, this could be bad for the Lakers. But uh, we talked about it a little bit off show. It's LeBron team. I think he has a history of losing game ones. The Lakers he have does, a history of losing sure. game ones. Give him some time to, to figure out how to use Westbrook the right way. Yeah. And give right, the, give right. uh, give Vogel some time to not play Rondo and Westbrook at the same time because that's a, a recipe for disaster. This team just needs time to play together and build some they chemistry need, they need and time, gel together. They need and time to figure out where they like the ball, where they want to shoot, how they want it, what, what what Westbrook can do, who to play him with. Should they play him with the second unit? Should they play him with the first? Their their lineup. What's their what's their you know what's their finals lineup going to be like? Give them time to figure all that out. Um, and then the way, but the way LeBron and AD play, I think you you have a lot of hope for for the Lakers. If you're the Warriors, you have a ton of hope because you had a bad night from Stephen Curry. You don't have Klay Thompson back yet. You have a great night from LeBron and AD, and you still win this game. Yep. So I think you have a lot of hope if you're a Warriors fan that this team is going to make their way back to the playoff this, playoffs this year. I think so. And probably win a series or two. So I think so. I think you have a lot of hope there. Uh, last thing, just because we have to talk about it because it's been all the news in the NBA. What is going on with Ben Simmons? He, So for those who don't know, he goes back to the 76ers out of nowhere. Holding out, holding out all offseason, all training camp, holding out, goes back. The only reason they know he's back is because the ownership or and the coaches got a notification that he came and took his COVID test oh, yeah. to join back practices. Joins back practices even with them looking for a trade partner for him. And then he continues in his first practice back, refuses to do the defensive drills that Doc Rivers asks him to do. So Never Doc Rivers, it, Ben Simmons is like the anti Allen Iverson. It's crazy too because he <sighs> normally holdouts and stuff like this happens when it's a really really good player on a bad team. Like the team is just really bad. This is one of those where the player is decent. He's not bad. Not great. he's on a good team, and he's on a good team, like a really good team. And he's holding. Well, out. you have Joel Embiid coming out saying I'm not going to be a babysitter, and, and I don't Doc blame Rivers him. I saying don't, I'm not, that you know, the drama is no fun. It's and, just not. It's not. If you're a 76ers fan or a, a a team member or a part of the organization at all, this is it's just not worth it. Yeah. I, and and granted, he he's he's such a big player. He's an asset. He's so unhappy his, for his, some reason. His I'm defense is sure really good. The, it's so hard to to understand to to figure out the situation if you're a seventy sixers, especially because you need to trade him. There's just it's just not worth it. You're 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 distracting the whole team at this point. It's just not worth it. But you can't get anything back from him. like like Ben Simmons is basically hurting the seventy sixers as much as possible because he's saying, "Hey, trade me, trade me, trade me, trade me." But hey, you're not going to get anything back from it because I'm going to make every possible scenario where nobody wants me. I, I don't I, I understand. Mean, yeah, that. What's as, the strategy as, here? As a championship, now if you're not a championship contender, maybe not. But for a championship contender, do you want to harvest that kind Absolutely of? Absolutely not. You don't no. want him. You don't want him. Maybe for nothing. Maybe for next to nothing. You can get him. You're just like, hey, he's an asset. Maybe if he gets out of that organization, maybe we can get in in here in a new situation. He won't act like a child, but right now he's acting like a child. He gets kicked out of practice, and the next practice plays the whole practice with the phone in his pocket. That's why. Who does that? It's NBA. Come on, be professional. I yeah. It's, whew. It, it, it's it's a bad look, and like you said, it's making it to where not only does Ben Simmons not have a future with the 76ers, what does his future look like moving forward with any team? Exactly. So, exactly. He's making himself definitely unlawful. something to keep an eye on. But yeah, I, I I don't know where you go with that. So going on from that, let's go into our our title favorites for the NBA this season. Uh, I think if you're going betting odds, straight betting odds, it's the Nets and the Lakers. I think those course, are the most. Of course, uh, yeah. But 
Nets, think, Lakers, Bucks. I think those are yeah, those three are your three. Easy. I think I th- I would think I would go with the Bucks just like kind of prove it, prove me otherwise. Uh, they obviously lost PJ Tucker, who was a big defensive presence for that championship team, but that you have, bring back your other roster. You get Dante DiVincenzo back who, from injury and everything like that. Still got Brooks Lopez. Still, Still got Chris Brooks Middleton. Lopez. I think if you are in the West, I think it's really hard to go against the Lakers in this scenario. I think it's hard to go against LeBron. I think team the healthy. gap between the Lakers and the rest of the Western Conference is bigger than the Eastern Conference where you have the Bucks and that's. I think that yeah. there's the a se- few you little point sprinkled to the teams too, in the Eastern Conference. Out. And the Bulls are an the improved Bulls, team. Yeah. Bulls, the the Miami Heat are an improved yeah. team with Kyle Lowry and whatnot. So, yeah. I mean, I think the Western Conference, I mean, you got I mean, maybe the Nuggets. Nuggets. Maybe the Suns, Ooh, maybe sorry. still Nuggets, Jazz, Suns. I think are your yeah. next team. I mean, yeah, you got those. and Warriors. You could say Warriors too, especially well, with the healthy Clay Thompson. With, 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 with a healthy Clay Thompson, I, I think that it's, it's if the, the I think Warriors it's hard, can, be really hard to pick against the Lakers though. If the Warriors maybe can the stave can off during this few months span before they get Clay back, they could contend to be the three or two seed. In the That's West. very true. I would go. I would probably go Lakers, healthy Warriors, and then maybe. The Suns are the Nuggets with healthy Nuggets because you get Jamal. I don't. Do, you, do they get Jamal Murray back this season? I think they do. I know he tore and, his ACL. And another so. thing is, is Donovan Mitchell healthy for the Utah That's Jazz? That's true. If That's he's true. healthy, then I think but Utah the Jazz, Jazz have showed that too. they can't. They they'll be a top seed, but they can't make it past that good that regular season second game, round. You know, re- regular so season they get team, stuck not in so that in second round. Yeah, yeah, they get stuck. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I'll I'll say the Lakers and the Bucks are my my title favorites. Okay. I. I think the Nets do finally get there. So Lakers so and I Nets. So I think Lakers and Nets. I Nets think win. it just plays out. Nets yeah. win it all? No. Lakers win it all? I think the Lakers figure it out okay. eventually. I think the Lakers It's hard to go it against the LeBron team. Uh, hard. I, th- I think eventually healthy, this team will figure out how to play A healthy LeBron together. team is hard to bet against. So. Yeah. All right. So that will wrap up all of that. But we still have my stats. My stat, stat quizzes. Stat of the day. Well, my stat quizzes. We're going to make it into stat, stat quizzes. Stat quizzes. I like uh, it. But you can't cheat because I've seen okay. you cheat several times all right. already. All right. Okay. I'm not looking. Go ahead. <laughs> How many teams have been ranked in college football through the first seven weeks? How many teams? How many teams so have been ranked? You, so you have 25 each each week. Correct. So it would have to just change very... Um, How about 57? More. 42. Wow. 42. Okay. Only... Okay. That's actually the most through the first seven weeks in the AP pool history. Really? So it's, so it's not used to changing that much? Not that much. The most through AP wow. Pool history. 42 teams. Wow. So Lamar Jackson recorded his 35th career win on Sunday. Okay. Who did he pass? His 34th for, win. This is 30, 35th career win, mm-hmm. most by a starting quarterback before turning 25. I need to preface that. Before turning 25, it's the most. Who did he pass to win? To, to oh get man! That. I mean, maybe he'd have to be really young. I, I I don't know, Stephen. I mean, is it is it Aaron Rodgers? It is not Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, you you forget he he had to sit three That's years right. on Brett Favre. Russell Wilson. It was not Russell Wilson either. That's a good pick wow. though. But he was also you got to think Russell Wilson was twenty two or twenty three because he had that graduate transfer year to Wisconsin. Graduate transfer to Wisconsin. Yeah, I I don't know who is it. Dan Marino. Dan Marino. Wow. Dan Marino. How about Dan the man making a making an appearance on the show? So, uh, this isn't really a quiz. I just want to read the stats. It's crazy. Okay. And then I'll ask you one more quiz question. Okay. Texas 
has blown double-digit leads so from Saturday in consecutive games within a season for the first time since October of 1996. Now, this is great. So that's, first of all, double-digit leads. I, that's not that surprising of a stat. The stat that surprises me is that during the fourth quarter, the Longhorns, they were outscored 16 to nothing in the fourth quarter to yep. lose to Oklahoma State. And do you know the, the yardage in that fourth quarter for both teams? I don't. Oklahoma State had 170 yards. Okay. Texas had one. Oh, gosh. That's why it's a crazy stat. So they blew it really badly. Yes. Gosh. Oh. Who has the most passing yards ever against the Bill Belichick team? Well, now, I, I'm guessing that Dak Prescott had to have passed somebody. He does. I don't know who he passed. Because he passed a he, whole bunch. But he, he owns I, it. I, I'm How, guessing that that must be. 445 yards passing was the most I would want to know who the, the, who the guy he, he passed was. That's including the playoffs, by the way, too. Wow. So, no, no, nobody. I'm about to say, it had to have been Dak Prescott, but I, I would just be interested to see who he had to pass to get to that record. And then the last stat, this is back from, I guess this was Monday. So Monday, on this date, 1977, Reggie Jackson hit three home runs on three pitches in Game 6 of the World Series, which got him the nickname of Mr. October. Mr. October And if you look up himself. Reggie Jackson's playoff stats... It's pretty he good. Earned the nickname of Mr. October. Mr. October. He, he performed the best. So if you in have October. a chance, you need to go look up uh, Reggie Jackson's stats in Very the playoffs. Very nice. Very crazy. So that will do it for my stats. Cole, let's get your who is in your doghouse. So the doghouse won last week. Utah beats Arizona State 35 21. So we're back in the winning column. Hey, hey. I'm going to swap things up a little bit and go away from college football because we had a few struggles the weeks prior. So I'm going to go to the NFL and give you two upsets this week. Two. I got Dose. the Broncos over the Browns on Thursday Ooh. night football. Baker's out. Odell's questionable and still no Jarvis Landry. So insert Case Keenum. <laughs> Browns only a two point favorite at home. They've been really struggling as of lately. And I think it continues on a short week for them. Broncos win 27-17 over Cleveland. And I got the Colts also in the doghouse. Underdog against the 49ers. Indy grabs their third win in four games over a struggling Niners team. Still trying to figure out that quarterback situation with Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. I think Carson Wentz quietly having a really good year. Only one interception thrown this season, Stephen. After last year, he led the league in interceptions. I know. I saw that. Is he fixed? I, I think he is. I think this coaching staff for the Colts have figured out Carson Wentz and figured out his strengths. I think the Colts win despite the money line favoring the Niners. I got Indy 24-19. Reunited with Frank Reich, and he's all, all better. I love it. So I, I got love Indy it. and the Broncos. I like both of those a lot. The injuries injuries help. What what are the Broncos? What's the what's the line in that one? Uh, they are a two-point underdog. Two point, that's crazy with all the injuries two point in the dog. Browns. I might. I think I'm going to take both of those, Cole. I like well, both the, of those. The, the Browns Genius are picks. the home team, so I guess you know they get the, yeah, the benefit of the doubt. No Baker, no, no. Uh, is Kareem, uh, you Kareem know, Hunt, is Kareem Hunt out? I mean, no, no, no. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb are still going to play. Oh, really? Nick Chubb's back? I I think that is. Well, the it wasn't the only play last week. The so. only players listed on their injury report okay. was Baker, o Odell. Odell, Jarvis, and then a couple of linemen. Well, yeah, as I say, they were missing their left tackle and right tackle right, last week. Right, so they still have those guys out. But I did not see Nick Chubb nor So Nick Kareem Chubb, Hunt. I know, did not play last week. And I know Kareem Hunt hurt his – he had a calf injury, I believe, in the game. So that's why I was asking. But, uh, well, they're not, if they're not playing, then that's even more like Broncos, Broncos, yeah, Broncos. No, Bron so, Bron but I, I still I think Broncos. without left tackle and right tackle, that's, that's, still, that's still pretty good. And no Baker, obviously. No, Defense for no, the Broncos, pretty good. Pretty good. So if Teddy Offense Bridgewater just plays – <laughs> 
If he just he plays eight, I think they win. That's true. Okay. So. Awesome. Well, that will do it. Uh, we will try and post Tyler's picks on Instagram because we do not have him as he is not here today. Uh, but we will try to post those on Instagram and we will post this on Facebook and please follow along and come and see us live on Wednesdays at 6.30, most Wednesdays. And please follow us on Instagram because we will be making more posts and more content. See you guys next week.